Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. the v's up or the w's or however you want to look at it it is a monday and the eagles won welcome into sports take jacob sports youtube network along with my men Derek guy barrett brooks i'm rob ellis your three amigos your three hours of power coming your way as we do each and every monday through friday fellas week one of the nfl not quite complete still one more game but we had an amazing week, and the Eagles get the win yesterday. How we feeling? How we feeling, D-Gun? The, the thing I enjoy most about the first week of the season, and we talked about this last week as we, we projected four or five games we thought could have a wild factor to them. And we had that and then some across the NFL uh, the first week, the shockers. Um, a lot of people lost a lot of money on the <laughs> yes, games sir. of the weekend. I'm telling you. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I was at um, – I, I was at the um, uh, Ocean Casino doing our pre and post game show for Jacob Sports. Congrats, and, congrats! Yeah, man. And, you know, we were in that new Galleria that we were all there at July first when we hosted a show there to yeah. kick off. That looked great, by the way. Let me tell you something. Now, imagine the traffic we had back in July. Then, imagine it three times more because so many. You got twenty three monitors up, big screen monitors. Every game is on. You have people there from all over. You have people from North Jersey, New York, Philadelphia. They're watching all the games. So during a show, all you hear is the oohs and the ahs and the ohs. It was a great atmosphere um, to to watch football. Um, and I'm thinking, I, I had to train myself because you hear ooh and ah. And while I'm talking to Mike Missinelli and Seth, at some points, I wanted to quickly turn yeah, you around. Can't and see what you, you can't react. You can't react. You know, I'm like, I, I had to train, yeah. retrain myself. Yep. I'm like. I'm missing all this stuff. It's man. one of the yeah. biggest challenges of doing a remote is just staying oh locked goodness. in. Yeah. Oh, my uh, goodness. But, yeah. For sure. Great first Sunday in the NFL. Yes, it was. All right, Barrett, I got to start with you, man. The Eagles win 38-35 over the Lions, and it's been an interesting reaction Sunday after the game and spilling over into Monday from the fan mm-hmm. base. And, by the way, what's up, everybody, in the chat room? We see you. Appreciate you. See everybody, uh, everybody streaming, everybody listening. 
Thanks for hanging with us. And uh, we, we are going to blow this game out of the water as well as everything in week one. But Barrett, so let's start with that, man. The reaction tempered, I would say. it would I would say mixed is the way that people are reacting to that win on Sunday. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom. Stay away from the bridges. Um, the defense is not as bad as what they what you saw today. It wasn't as good as, you know, the times when they made things happen either. I, you know, it's funny, you know, you know, I, I hear people talking about, you know, the game and the way it's being called. It would have been close as it, it was if um, a missed tackle here, uh, run through a guy instead of just, you know, getting to a guy and trying to bounce off of him. There were a lot of times they were there to make the play. They just didn't tackle. And, you know, that's the biggest thing about going into the season without having any uh, game-type experience. And that's – that's you know, you got you to gotta basically say that's that was the big problem. They just didn't have an, enough reps to go through and tackle right. They just didn't do the little things that you do when, you've, when you're used to playing game speed and game speed situations. That's the big thing. I mean, even as far as, you know, the score being that close, a little thing like Slay picking off that pass, which led then to a touchdown on that drive. I mean, if he makes that play, we're not even talking about that. I mean, they're, they're, you know, we're, we're talking about them winning by 10 points. I know the betters are pissed off about that. But we're talking about, a, a, you know, a 10-point swing, I mean, well, at least a 7-point swing. If he turns around, he just makes that interception. I mean, we might even go in and score with that, you know, how high we were. So am I, am I just pissed off at Gannon right now? Do I want to, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at the comments and what is him on the stake? No, I'm not that pissed off with him. I mean, he could have been a little more aggressive, but at times he was very aggressive, you know, but I, I, just, I just didn't see the way everybody else said. I mean, even as far as the beginning of the game, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. The Eagles' defense was very aggressive to start out. The defensive line was very aggressive to start out, very aggressive. In fact, they used that aggressive nature against them. You know, they ran trap, good old trap play, the simplest play in the NFL. Um, you know, you did it in Pop Warner days. They allowed Fletcher Cox and, and, and Hargrave to get up the field. Backside guard traps that um, that defensive end, I mean, uh, the defensive tackle. They run right in behind them. That's using your aggressive nature against you. You can't tell the defense line, oh, stop, you know, stop being aggressive. No, you don't tell them that. You just have your linebackers go up and make a play, and the linebackers didn't go up and make a play. But, I mean, it was a great coaching job by the offensive coordinator, um, putting them in a position for some success at the beginning of the game, using, you know, Ben Johnson used the, the aggressive nature of those guys front four front to, you know, to have some big plays against them. So, no, look, it's, to me, it's not all fire or brimstone by the defense. I'm good with it. Uh, you you were good with the defense. I, I was so far from good with the defense. Well, I wasn't good with them. I, I'm saying that I understand why and why everything had happened that it happened. It did, but where were the adjustments? And, and where was that highly priced defensive line? Where were they? The entire they got one sack in the game, a half a sack by Fletcher Cox. And and it was, you know, it wasn't, uh, uh, it wasn't me. a sack either. It wasn't it, a sack. Excuse me, they had an accidental sack. Yeah. That was that 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 shouldn't even count as a sack. The quarterback had a bad there was a bad snap from the center. Quarterback drops the ball. Fletcher Cox pounces on. Where was Fletcher Cox all day? Where, where was, was Fletcher Cox? Where was everybody? Uh, uh, I, I mean, see, I know Barry, Bradbury had a pick six, but where were a lot of guys yesterday? If Bradbury doesn't have the pick six, are we sitting here talking about a 35-31 Detroit win? I'll tell no, you, they escaped no. that game. 
That game no. was an escape. If that, no, if that no, was a, no, yes, no, it was no, Barrett. No, if no, that no, was no, a no, boxing no. match and they had another round, they probably lose. No, if if, if 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 my you, if my aunt had a okay, you just gave me uncle. the if Slay picked that off, <laughs> then it's not the same kind of game. That yeah. kind of stuff happens all the yeah. time. I'm telling yes. you something. I'm telling you something right now. I know Barrett's being kind for a reason, and I get it, and I don't want to go overboard with this. Jonathan Gannon's four-man rush cannot continue like that. You cannot continue with a four-man rush. All right, yes, you, you said cannot. that. Now, what did he do with during the game okay, here, to combat here, that? Okay, here's what he did. After Detroit walked down the field and punched him in the mouth first and put seven on the board, all of a sudden the next three series, three and out. Jonathan Gannon dialed up more pressure on golf because there's yeah. no one that got, okay, but, 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 Ooh. but, 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 unlike Aaron Glenn, who kept, and I was shocked by what Aaron Glenn did. Aaron Glenn told you he was coming, and he kept coming. The reason Detroit was in that game is because the f- pressure kept coming on Hurts, yep. forcing him to make – how many times did we say Hurts, which was smart on Hurts' part, by the way, smart, threw the ball out of bounds so he didn't take a sack and cost him yards. I agree. Okay? Three series in a row, Gannon dials up some pressure, forced Goff to make decisions, one of which was the great deflection by Kazir White, Bradbury picks it, takes it to the house. All of a sudden, in the second half, he goes to that doggone four-man rush. They get no pressure on golf. That man standing back there tapping the ball left and right. They let them back in that game. When it was 31-14, uh, 38-21, should have been lights out. I'm sitting there thinking, it's lights out, game I thought it was. I thought they were going to pull away from him. I no. Like last year. He yeah. lets them back in the game, and, get, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Golf started finding open receivers. And that dime he dropped over the shoulder to put a, a touchdown throw. to DJ Chark over Slay, beautiful throw. Yep. You cannot get – you got too much money on that defensive line for nobody to put more consistent pressure. And if that, I will say, I I, I, told, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I understand why Gannon allowed those guys up front because they're supposed to be doing their job. They're yep. supposed to they be able to do it. We're talking about $14 million here, yep. $11 million right yes. here. Uh, another twelve million, right? Yes. yes, those guys are getting paid top dollar. Yes, they should have been rushing the passer, and I understand why Gannon didn't blitz during those times because those guys up front should have made some more thing happen. But but now, when it, up, you but when it didn't up. work, when it didn't work, you got to adjust, B. Yeah, you got to adjust. And he did. That's what I'm saying. He did. No, he no, no. Not in the second well half. Not in the second half. He didn't bring enough pressure in the second half. Nobody was touching that man. That man's jersey was clean the whole second half, B. He, they they spread him out. They spread him out. They spread them out. You still, you know what? Eagles spread out Detroit's defense. They're sending the linebacker. I'm sitting there watching the. I'm sitting there watching the safeties creep up, and I'm going, "He's doing blitz." Sure enough, how many times did Detroit have a safety or corner coming off the edge yeah. to put pressure on on Hurts? Taylor Hurts, you're right. Now, what yeah. Hurts did, Hurts played the game he had to play. Yep. People said, and I said this on our post game show. I don't want to see my quarterback running the ball 17 times. Hell no. He had to run, though. I agree. He, he he hurt him. And so what happens? Here's why I don't want my quarterback running 17 times. Because every time he escaped that blitz, you're frustrating a defense more and more. To the point, what happens? Tracy yeah, Walker yeah. lowers a shoulder right in his face. It wasn't the first one either, by the no. way. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, now, that was true. ridiculous. To st- hey. And I'm not – look, I'm not – the refs didn't lo- make this a close game. I'm not blaming that. But no, no. there were a lot of on-the-ground – hits on him when yes. he slid feet yes. first. When you slide feet yes. first as a quarterback, you can't be touched you're like down. that. If you're diving head first, you're a running back. That happened several times yes. before that play. 
Yeah, so that's my get, issue. Look, look, yep. guys. They were I jumping on him. If that's a if that's an, uh, a statue kind of quarterback, he sacked four or five times yesterday. Absolutely. The Eagles' offensive line, and I don't mean in the run game because they did a nice job in the run game. Yes, and I'll, I'll give all kinds of props to Miles Sanders in a little bit. But as far as the passing game goes, I thought the offensive line came up real small. The best offensive line in football came up really small. And I thought the defensive line, and I'm with Barrett in this sense. I'm not putting all this on Gannon. And I know right. I'll, I'll take I'll take heat on the Gannon. That's wagon, what I'm saying. That's what, I'm, that's what, I'm, I'm, I'm not putting it all on Gannon, but I'm your pointing out a glaring need to make plays, man. Yes. And where are Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, uh, at, at, all, at all, uh, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Graham? Graham that's a lot of money. Where are those guys at, man? Where are your linebackers? Where are those really? guys? That kid. Yes. 35 spot against Detroit. And I know Detroit's better. And I believe me, nobody respects Detroit more than I do. I know how many close games they played. They're not this good. This shouldn't no, have been a game. No. This should not have been a game. Man, well, you know what? When you got when you got a wounded animal down, you got to put your foot on his throat, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. They let the absolutely. they let the anytime you give a weaker opponent an inkling of a sense that we could win this game, 50% of the time they'll jump up and bite you in your backside. You but let Detroit guys- think they could win this game. D-Gun, you said it. You said it at the beginning. You said it last week. That's how first weeks go. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, you never know. There's, there's there's surprises everywhere. You never know how things will go. So that's our first. Absolutely. Week go. So the reason why I'm saying this is, this is actually the second preseason game for the Eagles. Absolutely. Yes. They didn't go out there and play basic fundamental football. No, they sports, didn't. Tackling, tackling was horrible. Uh, uh, all that stuff comes with, and and and, and this is another thing with with. This team is not in football shape right now. Yeah, they were gassed in the fourth quarter. You could see the no D-line. This team, and the reason why they're not in football shape, because the only way you can get in football shape is by playing, playing football. football. You yes. can run around, do as many drills as you want to run. You can do all that. But if you're not playing football, you're not getting in football shape. Mm-hmm. So this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. That's why it's not doom and gloom for me, because I understand it's only that one they game. will see the yeah. inefficiencies that they have on – Today, when they're watching film today, and they're going to work on those things like tackling, you know, they're going to work on things like making sure the offensive line runs down the field and finishes plays. They weren't picking anybody off. Imagine how many times running backs and wide receivers got up without anybody picking them up. Those are things that are unacceptable yes. to me as an offensive line. They yeah. didn't do that a lot of times. I saw a no. lot of watching the play. What have we seen stoutless lines do that? No. Why? Because yeah. they're not in shape. Right now, not saying that they're out of shape, but they're not in this football shape that you need to be in to be the caliber of team we're thinking they can be. Hey, look, if, we, if we, you... we 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 all thought they would win games with the with their trenches, with the offensive line and the defense. Absolutely. Line. And the offensive line wasn't complete enough, and the defensive line wasn't good enough. Period. And, yes. and, and look, the bottom line in this league is win, stack wins up, and they stacked the win up. They got out of there to their credit. Uh-huh. They were able to milk the clock in large part with that last drive with it, with a, you know, the, the conversion by Hertz and a great run by Sanders. So they did what they had to do and they escaped. It's what, look, a lot of teams lost yesterday that were supposed to win. Okay. And they did the Eagles won the game, but there are a lot. I'll tell you what they play like that Monday night against Minnesota. They lose straight up. lose. (laughs) Luckily they have an extra day to get ready for this game. Um, Jalen Hurts on that last QB sneak to steal the game. I was sitting there going, my goodness, please don't give Detroit one of those home calls because initially it looked like he didn't get the first down. And then they gave it to him. It should have been a flag anyways because, I mean, the the defensive line was so far off um, off sides. It was ridiculous. They were helmet to helmet. 
That's one of those phantom home that. calls, B. That's one of those phantom you home calls. Call that, man. But if, you remember, if you remember, also I said last week, if you're going to go into a first game of a season and, and be a flawed team, Detroit was the per- perfect opponent Absolutely. for that to happen nah, nah, against. Nah. You're exactly See? right. You're exactly and, right, And that's Jared. exact. They escaped. They had so many flaws, and they escaped with a win. I don't care what I the know, score they was. they did not escape with the win. They beat them, and they would have beaten them. Man. There's no way they could stop that offense when they didn't want it. It wasn't an escape. They beat the Detroit Lions. They okay, did not let me put it like this. All right, let's escape. say this. All right, let me let me. Okay, I, I agree. They beat Detroit. Yeah. Detroit. Detroit could be. If Jalen Hurst didn't pick up that first down, you'd have been sitting there nervous, right? Because of the way Detroit was moving the ball in the second half, right? Jalen Hurst got either, the first though. down. Huh? They couldn't stop us either. That's, That's what I'm I... saying. They didn't. They didn't just beat them. They didn't just beat Detroit. Right. 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 right Did right, you right. think Detroit was good enough to score 35 points on that defense? Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. I mean they had drives of guys 78, 75, yes. and 72 yards touchdown drives yes. in the second half. Yes. The defense yeah. did not show up. the The offensive line was a weird day. I thought the run blocking yes. was good and the pass blocking was yes. bad. Look, look, and hurts right. hurts Houdiniak saved their 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 I'm asses you, in it. So you guys, so you they guys escaped. didn't. You guys thought that there was a time during this game that they were going to lose. And no point during this game that I think. Right, I, I will when tell you, I, I was legitimately yes. nervous in the fourth quarter. Yes. I was. Yes. Nervous is yes. different from thinking they're going to lose the game. When it and was no point did I think they were going to lose yeah. the game. No, they weren't going to lose this game. I the, the 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 superior team would eventually go out and beat the weaker of the teams, and they beat a weak team. Now, I'm saying not, there's not, a lot of I'm flaws that they have. They have a lot of flaws that they have to work keep, on. Keep in mind, yeah, too, just it's just only one game. It's the same one game. Exactly. And I'm just I'm just trying to throw like sprinkle in a little some perspective too on, on both sides of this from a Detroit standpoint. I don't want to say it's their, it was like their Super Bowl, but it was damn close. It was. Yes, okay. It was. So you, you got smoked by this team last year. That's all your coach told you about the entire off season. You got them first, right? Yes. Hard knocks. We all know my God, yes. if I have to hear hard knocks one more time, yes. but hard knocks on know. top of it, yes. your crowd. It, 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 I, we kept saying with, with, uh, you know, just be able to withstand the storm, right? When they, they're going to come exactly. out swinging. Yeah. They came out swinging on the first drive. What I was really impressed with, the Eagles then said, all right, we took it. Boom, here we come. And they came back and smoked them. What I didn't like, Barrett, in particular was, I felt like they really took the gas, their, their foot off the gas pedal. Yes. And, and that, do that to me, that's troublesome. Well, let me tell them that, look, and I'm going to tell the stream too. I'm not trying to sit back and be like, oh, you know, it, it, this, this team is – I'm not, I'm not trying to give them any excuses. What I am saying is the best team won the fucking game. They yeah. won the game. Yes, I'm they did that. win the game. I'm they saying, but this but I'm saying pro- this, though. I'm saying no, this, though. No. I'm saying this. I'm saying this. At no point did I think that they were going to lose the game either. Now, yes, there were some coaching things. If you're going to get on anything, there's some coaches' things that they need to clean up. There's some, there's some um, conditioning things they need to do as a team. They need to get conditioned to play – an entire football game. They weren't right. in condition to put an right. entire football game. We all knew number that three, going in. We knew that. I know, exactly. But number three, at no point did I think that their athletes were better than ours and they were going to take no. advantage of that. No. Yes, no. I am not saying that. Beat, I'm not saying they that. They still beat this team. They no. still beat the Detroit Lions. They you know won the game. I'm not going to say they beat Detroit down. They let a Detroit, an inferior opponent, put up 35 points on them. Yes. I'm yes, not going to say. And, and, yes. and your offense only put up 31 on their defense. Okay? Right. Right, now, luckily, right, you had right. a defense that added another seven. So I'm not going to say it was a beatdown. I'm, I'm not going to say it was lucky either. I'm not going to say it was I lucky. I didn't say it was no, luck. no, luck. There's I'm not, not saying it was luck. They were. It wasn't lucky. But I, I do feel like there was a little bit of the bell rang and, and you got out of it. Now, to their credit, 
they 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 ended it. I mean, they basically said you're not getting the ball back. You're not, not getting the ball get back. And that's yes. what good teams do. Yes. Good teams yes. instill their will and say, yes. we're milking this bad boy. And and guys came up clutch. Uh, Jalen came up clutch in that last drive. Miles Sanders, who we got, well, we will get to, deserves a lot of props. I thought the guy had an excellent day. Yep. Miles Sanders. I did, agree. Who took a I lot of heat. Hurts okay, had from an me excellent included. day also. Uh, who did? Hurts. Had an Hurts did too. Yeah, also. no, no. I, I, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think here's the thing with Hurts. It was – this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment. It's not. I come away from the game with Jalen saying, my God, he's unbelievable with his legs. And yep. he yep. made some plays with his arm too. Don't get me wrong. But there were still yes. a few things where I'm saying, if you if you want this team to take the next level, you got to get better at these things. Now, it's early. I'm not saying this is what it's going to look like for 17 games. There are things I just need to see from him. That's all. I'm not. That's all. This is it's not a game where I'm killing Jalen Hurts. Yes. Because he saved well, the Eagles bacon. If, I mean, I, I, dude, let me let me put it this way. Flip it around. If that's Goff playing quarterback for the Eagles, he's in traction right now. Absolutely. He, he didn't Absolutely. get the time. So I don't know what happened to the offensive line in terms of pass blocking. I don't know what was going on. They couldn't it's, handle oh, Detroit. I know that Detroit's throwing the house at them, but you got to be better than that. Well, you don't throw the house at them. They've all got five guys to block, seven yeah. defenders coming. Yes, yes. You know he saying? stepped up and he burned them every time. Yes. So you he know, did. It, it, yes. It, it, so that's what I'm saying. It's a one-game sample, but I'm not going to put this in, a, in the category of a beatdown. This was not a beatdown. This game was closer than it should have been. Way closer than it should have been. That's what. That's Way my only there point. There were so many points left on the field, even from a, from an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint, that it was ridiculous. Yes, they should have scored more points. They only scored 31 points. But the timing in which they scored those points were must-haves, and they got the job done. What, one must last have, thing just the on the Hurts thing. And, and this is not a Jalen Hurts problem because he had to do this, okay? But he keeps rushing that many times. It's going to be Gardner Minshew's show. I don't, I don't want it to be Gardner Minshew's show. That, that's why okay? I said right. I don't want my quarterback running the You're ball right. 17 times. But exactly. he played the game he had to play because Detroit's pass rush was relentless. He stepped up and he made them pay. And because of that, the frustration grew on Detroit's side to the point Tracy Walker takes that unnecessary roughness penalty. Things get a little physical afterwards. He, t- I thought he was going straight to concussion protocol. Seriously. I did too. He took a couple of those where I'm like, oh. And how and, many and times did he slide look, and give look, up his body? He's you a got tough, dudes pouncing he is on a him. tough cat, okay? Yes. I, I, he is a he's tough, a tough dude. But, but trust me, this keeps up for 17 games. I don't care how tough you are. It's going to end you. And yes. I'm just, I just worry – and, you know, I always liken him, too. I say this all the time. I'll give you the basketball analogy that I always get with Jalen Hurts. He's a scorer. He's not a shooter. Like, he's yes. going to do what it takes to get you points. He's going to yes. do whatever it takes, whether it's a drive, a jumper, an N one. He's that guy. But I I just – that style is, is hard to maintain with those big dudes well, that are trying to take your head off. I'm, I'm going to put it like this also. Jalen Hurts, some of the pass – like the slant pass he threw to, uh, to Brown yeah. between two defenders with the linebacker dropped off. And the cornerback, kind of, they kind of tried to bracket coverage him, and he threaded the needle in between them, and it, and it allowed um, Brown. And he Brown then gets down to like the two yard line on that play, threaded the needle on that play. Absolutely, he dropped the dime. He dropped the dime to, to, to Brown on the other side. On the side of floating, um, yes, he did. Yep. You look at you look at uh, Smitty. Smitty drops. He dropped, dropped legitimately dropped. Yep. Two. Yeah. No, he dropped two passes. He though. dropped two. Yeah. He dropped two passes though to him. Uh, the, the 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 tight end number eighty three was they tongue guy, tongue guy, yeah. yeah. He dropped a, a a pass. Yeah, he did. I mean, he was doing whatever he could to win this game. 
And like I said before, he's not going to blow you up in the stats. No. I mean, this game, even this game, if he, he 240 yards passing, 240 yards, you you you, you multiply that by 17, he's got over 4,000 yards yeah. passing. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about that, you know, what what is he doing? To it. But the most important stat line w. that he's going to give this team is the, the W. w. Yeah. It's ability the win. to help him win games. Absolutely. And we knew that going into the season. More we broke rushing. it down last week. We said if he averaged 235, 240 yards passing a game, that's great. Yes. That's great. And he's not turning the ball over. That's great. If he's helping his team win, that's great. But we're talking about a one-game sample that we saw that need there's areas that need improvement. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. We knew that. Absolutely. Well, I'm, just not gonna to do, I'm not gonna give everybody the doom and gloom and talk about no, you know this, no. this this team is no, this team is still great. This team is still good. There's there are a lot of issues, and there's gonna be a lot of film coverage and, and, and a lot of cussing and fussing in this in the in the meeting room when they watch this film. There's a whole bunch of shoulda, coulda, and woulda, and how many points they left out there sitting. Uh, for this this team, not just on the offensive side of the ball, but the defensive side of the ball also. Agreed. And I, here's what I will tell you defensively. And, and as, you know, I, I tell you guys, I'm I'm, I'm uh, running the GAN wagon. Right now it's in the shop. The GAN wagon is getting some work done. Okay. We had we had to stop off, get some maintenance done, and we'll, we'll see if that bad boy is going to be up and running. But I still don't know. I come away from this game. Like, I, I wish I felt better about Gannon and the way he called the game. And I also know that you're paying Fletcher Cox $14 million. You're playing Javon Hargrave a lot of money. You know, I, I wanted to see more of Jordan Davis, uh, by the way. Uh, he played 22 snaps, 32% of the plays. Now, that may kind of be what it looks like, but I thought he was effective when he was in there against the run, and they couldn't stop the freaking run. So why wasn't he in more? Why wasn't there more odd man fronts? I, I need to see more out of everybody. Yes. Uh, Kaiser White, I need to see more from everybody than I saw in that game. Slay and Bradbury, I can't really kill necessarily, but there are a lot of players in that on that defense that didn't come come to play as far as I'm concerned. You can't you cannot have those cornerbacks every game playing seven, nine yards off receivers. You cannot. Yep. They're too good for that. You cannot I want to see these guys come up and play more bump and run. You cannot let them do just sit back there and kill you. A team like Minnesota with Thielen and Jefferson will kill you on the quick oh. slant routes every time. You got to have these guys come up. I can't I'm sitting there watching this please. Why are they playing – Seth Joyner now sitting there screaming. Why are they playing seven and nine yards off Brown and Chark? They're not Thielen and Jefferson. Yeah, get right. up there and bump and run these dudes. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Give, you your, get, give your front seven a chance to get to the quarterback, man. Bro, you know, also you got to look at those guys that they, you know, that were blocking for them also. Now, I knew that the two tackles they have, the two bookends that they have at tackle are really, really good players. You know, say a Tyler Decker, first rounder, Pene Sewell, uh, uh, first rounder. I knew that Sweat, BG, and all those guys, Reddick, are going to have, you know, they're going to have a hard time against those tackles because they're pretty good. You know what I'm saying? But it still right. doesn't excuse the inside two or inside three, whoever many people I have in there. Right. It doesn't excuse them from not getting any pressure on golf. He could step up whenever he wanted to, and that's a, that's a fault that you have from the guys on the inside with an inferior – Guard selection. Well, Barrett, I mean, no, five five or six good. sacks last year, and you get you get the, that kind of garbagey sack this year. One, it wasn't even Come a sack. On. You know, you know they didn't count it as a sack. There was it's no not sack. Even, last it's year. not even technically counted as a sack. No, All because right. it's right. taken from that because uh, the the missed snap. Yeah. You know so Go so Goff, who can't move, 
there's no, they didn't register a sack against him, and they got ran on for what a buck eighty one. Yes. And look, DeAndre yes. Swift's a really talented that guy. That boy, that dude, he okay. can step. He can I'm flat taking, out step. I'm taking nothing away from DeAndre Swift. He's legit. And, and you, and but, but about, he can't be that bad. He can't no, kill you like he did. We no, talk no, about no, golf can't good. run, but golf had one run where he took off, and I don't know who it was. He put his foot in the ground and shook somebody uh, and picked up a first down. I'm like, I, I you gotta be kidding me? Are you uh, kidding me? This is Jared Goff. And by the days. way, where was Hassan Reddick? How was he dude, utilized? Dude. How are you? This is uh, my biggest fear on defense. Was what? It was how are they going to utilize Hassan Reddick? I saw. I, I don't bl- feel any better about that no. now as I sit here today. I saw him blitz from linebacker level. I saw him come off the edge and not give me pressure against uh, Penny Sewell. Um, they tried to move him around because you couldn't get a beat on him. None of that stuff worked. I mean, we're talking about double digits. That means he's going to have to have one heck of a rest of his season to try to have double digits going into, uh, you know, going into the end of the season. Yeah. But I did not see it. I didn't see it. So, I mean. I I also thought, Barrett, he looked a little confused at times. Like, the one play, he just stopped. There was a play where he didn't know what to do. He was kind of like, am I – what am I – and that's on him. Like, he didn't know what to do. Yes. Take care of the intangibles. Know what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Hey, if, um, if, if, saw... if, if Gannon shows Kirk Cousins the same amount of respect he showed Garrett Goff in the second half of this game, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to flat out lose it. I'm Bro, lose I don't, it think, I don't think he showed Goff respect. I think Goff took the respect that was given to him. Okay. He took it because that's, – That's a good way to put it. You front, have to the, identify – The front four, the front four did not do anything to, to – to, to, to make him any any in any way uncomfortable, and that's okay. what it was. So when your front floor is not getting home, that when that high price front front floor is not getting home, what do you do? You got to start running run. cab blitzes. That's what they did. They started running cab blitzes. We'll tell people what that means. Cab blitz is a corner blitz off the off the edge. Cab blitz corner blitz off the edge. Um, they 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 then started running um slot blitzes blitzes off the edge. Uh, they started bringing blitzes from the middle of the field. I mean, a middle of when they put Hassan Reddick and at linebacker level, bring blitzes there. And they were working. They were frustrating. The um, the blitzes were frustrating the Lions. It's just when he didn't blitz, that's when they had big Yeah, blitzes. they couldn't get home. Like, in other words, you can't blitz every play. I know fans yes. want the Eagles. Exactly. Yeah, you can't yeah. blitz every play. You can't play. blitz every no. play. And no. the problem was, I, I thought especially early, Gannon was aggressive early. He After was. their first series. Right. After Detroit's first series. Right. And then, The next and, three series. Barrett's right. Like, when they were in a four-man front, that's what Goff had all day, and he could climb the pocket, yep. and he had, he was clean. That's where he was hitting Hawkinson. And that's uh, all Saint, I'm saying right there. St. Brown I'm really started to be effective. Which, uh, when, when did that happen? It started happening in the second half. Yeah, yes. Well, you know, look at this also. Um, the defensive – I mean, the offensive coordinator understood that that front four would be very aggressive. He knew that. Uh, what is his name? Um, ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Yeah. He knew they were going to aggress- be aggressive. So what does he do? He goes back to good old-fashioned Pop Warner football. He was running trap plays, using the aggressive nature of the front four to open up rushing lanes for the running back. So what a trap play is, you're going to trap the three technique. So what do you do? You flash in front of him. It's also a lot of flash in front of him, and he'll go block outside. That defensive tackle run up the field like, oh, I beat him. And all of a sudden, he gets to like two yards up the field, and then a backside guard traps him right and that opened up a huge hole because he was out of place from from going up the field so fast and not and, and not recognizing that it was it was a, a trap play so bam he opens up what happens swift runs all the way down the field 50 yards 50 yards on, on the trap play mm. 
they ran that play three times. Yeah, in a that row. was the first one. The yep. first big one. Yep. Yeah. And every time they ran it, it hit. The first yeah. three times, it hit for at least ten yards or more. So how do you stop that from happening? It's recognition by those big dollar guys up front. They weren't recognizing it, so that's why they were having yards. Right, let me ask you, as a former player, in turn, should should the the players themselves have recognized that, or were they not prepared to recognize it? Start off with they weren't prepared. Came to the sideline, they had to do some adjustments for it. If you get up the so field, that's on Gannon then. Yes. Okay. You get up the field, and you notice nobody's blocking you. Once somebody vacates, you know somebody's going to come replace. So if you're getting up the field, you're not going to you, you you can't think that you're going to you know you're you're that good and you're that free that you you know you're not you know you just um up the field and and, and bam you know there's got to be something happening. You're not going to get there for either it's a screen play, it's a draw play, or it's a trap play. Yeah. One of the three. So he has to recognize whoever it is has to recognize it. Stop, stay in the hole and figure out what's coming to replace the guy that just left. They're not just going to leave you unblocked by yourself. You've got to recognize that they're not blocking you for a reason. <clears throat> now, the first time, ah, da, da, you got it. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, you got me on that one. You got me. Because there's no way they could have prepared for it because they didn't show that last year. They hadn't shown that at all. So, yes, okay, you got it the first drive. But then after that, you go and make adjustments on the, other, on, on, on the sideline you should know, all right, if you're getting up the field, there's something that's happening. They're using our aggressive nature against us. So if you get up the field and nobody's blocking you, like I said, it's one of three things. It's a draw play, it's a um, it's a, it's a, screen. It's a um, screen play, or it's a trap play. Yep. One of the two. So that's why they were able to do that because they didn't recognize it. Defense alignment didn't recognize it. Make the adjustment, they slowed it down a little bit. But hmm. then after that, they went back to it in the second half, and they were still doing it. There you go. So what does that say? It's, it's a lot what of coaching that? and guys not recognizing things that should be recognized. That's what that's what I'm talking about. But the bottom line is that there are things we're going to praise about this game. There are a lot of things that we're going to chastise. But in the final analysis, at least this team wasn't the 49ers, the Bengals, Tennessee, or Dallas. Bingo. Or the Colts that ended up in a tie with the Texans of all teams. Nobody won in the AFC South yesterday. That's unbelievable. It's well, unbelievable. It was a quite – you're right, Gunner. Bottom line is we could call it whatever we want to call, call it. Call you call it, yeah. It's a W. Uh, and they get – and there are things that they – look, th this better be a hard week of practice, man. And I, the good thing is you get an extra day to prep because it's a Monday night game. Mm -hmm. But there needs to be some wake-up call kind of stuff here for, for certain guys who I think – uh, look, A.J. Brown, we'll get into – we're going to do the offense next, then we'll do the defense. There were certain guys who showed up and a lot of guys who didn't show up. And that can't – you're not going to win against, you know, the Vikings not showing up like a lot of those guys did. Now, there's a lot that went on yesterday. We mentioned some of the upsets, also some massive injuries. I I'm yeah, talking yeah. huge ones, including Dak Prescott last night, which really could change the focus of the division of the whole mm -hmm. conference which we're going to talk about as well. There's a there's a lot to get to, man. Hey, hey since we're on the defense, um, one thing I want to bring up, because I was like, wow, the Eagle safeties, Epps and Johnson, they can flat out go. I'm looking at them coming up and making tackles and filling gaps and bat down passes thinking, this is like watching Jordan Poirier and Michael Hyde. Michael Hyde. And, I, and I, you guys have heard me say, I think the combination of Poirier and Hyde is the best safety combination in the NFL right now. But watching Johnson and Epps come up with that, with their speed, to, to make some plays, 
Mm-hmm. I was I was impressed. I was but, also, but also, but but bigger picture across the board, they better improve tackling in a hurry. Yes. They better improve that tackling. Yes, no yes, question. Right. There is no question. All right, we come back. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into Jalen Hurts' day, into the offensive line, into Miles Sanders. What happened to Devontae Smith? How how does that happen with zero catches? Goddard, I'm here. Uh, where Goddard four I'm targets. Here. Uh, you know, look, AJ Brown goes bananas. We'll get into all of that. And then we'll do the defense, and then we're going to get into the NFL and everything that went down, the upsets, the wings, the wins, who went off, the injuries. It wasn't just Dak Prescott, another massive name with a big-time oh, yeah. injury, too, yesterday as well. So a lot to dive into. Don't go anywhere. We're just scratching the surface here on Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, let's talk finances. Let's talk about Principal Financial Group and the man himself. Jim Murray, because knowing who to trust with your finances is a scary proposition. You work too hard. You work too hard not to be able to take care of your family, especially in retirement. But I got the right person to work with you. And that's Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. And I will tell you the other big thing is he's a sounding board. You have questions about things. Why is this a good investment? Is this a good investment? Should we jump off of this? Should we change things up? Jim's there to help you. I've entrusted my IRA, uh, a couple 401k rollovers. I couldn't be happier. You can give him a call and be happy as well. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. We are back. Sports take on this Eagles Monday. The Birds win 38-35 over the Lions. Hanging out with you. Uh, what's the matter, Gunner? You all right? No, I'm looking at people uh, in the chat talking about Seth for defensive coordinator. Seth would be an outstanding coach, but the Eagles would never hire Seth Joyner as a defensive coach. And, and Seth will tell you this himself. He's too honest. See, coaches, they don't want to chastise their players publicly because that's not good for in-house morale. Eagles would be afraid of what Seth might say, because Seth will call people out. You know, in terms of teaching kids X's and O's, young men X's and O's, Seth would strike the fear of God in a lot of players. But that's not what a lot of coaching fraternity is all about. Am I right or wrong, B. Brooks? Um, there's, there's, there's no way Seth could coach the no, young No, not this organization. Not this organization, no. No. Yeah, because no. Seth, you're right. Seth would tell the truth. Seth would let guys know, hey, man, yeah, but you keep tiptoeing through these tulips, you're going to tiptoe yourself out to the hound, yeah, Greyhound bus. Seth ain't babysitting nobody, no, man. No, well, no, no. So you need 53 psychologists nowadays with these players, man. Seth is like Seth is like from the school of Tom Landry, Buddy Ryan, all these coaches. See, they're going to call you out, and you can tell it like it is. You have I, guys crying. You'd have guys crying in a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Asking to be traded. And yeah, asking for yeah. their moms to bring umbrellas for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't but go there. I think the other issue he would have is, look, the Eagles want this to be very much a collaborative thing, uh, front office coaching. Absolutely. And I don't know that Seth would take kindly to some of that. Well, you know, we'll, we, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't think it's. I think he's doing what he should be doing, uh, Seth. Not that he couldn't <laughs> do coach. He could absolutely coach, but. Um, so <laughs> you. <laughs> Yeah, I try to put that as nicely as possible. Right, right, right. I'm looking. I'm looking at um. I'm looking at the stream. You know, G Meta. He been listening. He been listening to you know to to Cilio too much. He couldn't. He couldn't coach these snowflakes. You're right, man. Steph's too. He's too manly for these snowflakes. And who's, they, who's they this just? Dude? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. They just. They just. They're scared now that if you say something wrong to these players, oh, I'm not playing anymore. My feelings are hurt, and that's what it is. <laughs> not. I mean, especially like college players now. Oh my! Oh, I'm I'm transferring. I'm going to the the transfer portal. If you yell at them, that's a problem, oh man. Hey, look, you know you know how long my feelings would be hurt until the <laughs> ne- until the next payday. <laughs> how much I get? Oh, this check is for three point yeah, seven. I feel a lot man. better now. Yeah. Oh, I feel pretty good. I'm looking at yeah. this guy. Who's this dude? Guy talking about D guns overreacting. Overreacting to what? No, I'm not overreacting. See, I hate to, I hate to acknowledge people like that, but I, you know it's Monday. Starting the week off, you know, overreacting. Overreacting to what? I called it like I see it. Every, everybody saw the same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and C, you know, look at C. C. Tell me some. Uh, give, give, uh, give Detroit, give the Lions. You know, we ran right over, over you. Well, where's the W? <laughs> that's what we, that's what we're talking about. Okay, what you did? What's the W? Where's the W at? They're zero and one right now. We're one and zero. So yeah, I, I look. I, I think more than anything else, it's for uh, the the whole overreaction thing. Number one, we're in the opinion game. We traffic in opinions and reactions. Okay, yes. and it doesn't mean. You know, if we sit here and say, man, the way the Eagles played, they have no chance this season. The season's over. Yes, that's an overreaction. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But we react to what we saw the day before. If, if, if we didn't, let, let's look at what this would be. It would be, you know what, let's wait till the season's over. Then we'll react to everything in total. And we sit here looking at each other with nothing to say. So the whole like overreaction thing is is patently absurd as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, sure, uh, here go. this is what I oh. keep you guys going. You know, like I'm trying to be the voice of reason because I knew everybody's going to be you know, doing McLuhan, I know for sure that I had to come in and talk you guys down a little bit because I, I can only imagine watching a game with you two. Yeah, I can only you, can, imagine you, can, you can watch a game with me. Uh, I mean, I would love to, but you know how I am. You right. can watch a game with me. No, I was. Uh, You're not gonna I say, I'm not gonna be. Oh, they won the game. Ooh, I'm so happy. <laughs> they just won the game. We're happy to escape. Oh, oh, you're right, man. I always, I always view it through the through the prism like, hey, number one, they got the win. That's number one. But number two, go. my expectation for this team is much higher than what I saw yesterday. And yes, how, that's it right there. Perfect, right. perfect. And, you know, right you know what I mean. Like you hold your, you hold people in your life accountable at a certain level. Your kids, whatever, and and you hold yourself to a certain level. And I think the Eagles are better than what they showed yesterday. And and, and I think the, the other the other thing is. If you want to be better than you, this the goal isn't to be nine and eight, man, and sneak into the playoffs. You know, kind of back to where with an easy schedule. The goal is to get better to show that you can beat the, the the real teams and win a playoff game at least with the way they play. And again, it's one of seventeen. Think about the way the Eagle season looked first seven games versus the way they finished. So things change, can tend to change in, in a big way. But yesterday wasn't good enough, and I think they need to make the adjustments, or else they're going to be one and one. If we're sitting here next Tuesday, a week from tomorrow. And they come out and play the way that they played. They won't beat the Vikings, and they're going to be one and one. So yes. that's that can't happen, you know. And it, and it can't happen. So a couple things: uh, Prescott's getting surgery, yeah, as we speak. Uh, you know, timeline, but by, by a lot of accounts, is six to eight weeks. Uh, there's mm-hmm. optimism. This is according to Jonathan Jones, uh, who is the lead a- a insider for CBS Sports. Jonathan Jones is tweeting out that there's optimism today in Pittsburgh that outside linebacker, defensive player of the year. T.J. Watt did not experience a full pec tear and will be able to return after sitting out a month or so. If that's the case, Pittsburgh dodged a large bullet, man. No question. I'm going to tell you something. Pittsburgh's defense got after yesterday. What did they sack Burrow seven times? Oh, man. And he improved that offensive line, and he fumbled. He threw what? Four Four interceptions. Yep. Okay. And they spent a lot of money trying to fix that offensive line. Now, a Mike Tomlin coach team, win, lose, or draw, is going to be ready every game. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah, they're bringing it. They're now, bringing granted, it. now, granted, Cincinnati should have won that game. They botched the extra point yep. and, and opened the door for Pittsburgh to steal that win. But the bottom line is, Mike Tomlinson, everybody's talking about Trubisky. Everybody's talking about they don't have this, they don't have that. What they have is a coach who knows how to get his players to play. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Tom, and I don't know how he does it for 15 years, but I guess when you win, when you build a certain pedigree, everybody falls in and falls in line. Yeah, and I, I, Gunner Trubisky did what he what he needs to do. He don't what he don't turn it do. over. Uh, yeah, let your running back, who's phenomenal, do his thing. Make, let your receivers make enough plays and let the defense do their thing. And, and that's that's how they're going to have success. And, and that was uh, 
Yeah, I, Pittsburgh played really well. We're going to do a full-blown NFL segment in a bit. Let's go back to the offense here, guys, So, from, the, from an Eagles standpoint. Hertz rushes uh, 17 times for 90 yards, bailed out the offensive line quite a bit. Um, he also throws 18 for 32, 243. Let's start with the passing part of it. We did a lot on, the, on his legs and, and getting out of trouble. How did you guys think he threw the ball yesterday? I, I, I know – I know why they brought in A.J. Brown. He gives you a lot more forgiving catch radius, like I've been saying. Um, I thought made a really was, good catch on that one Barrett that was was down by – it could have right, maybe been a touchdown right. if it was right. a, and, a really and good throw. He was shocked he was so open. I mean, yeah. he looked over like, bam, he's open. That that get off the of, of, off the line was was crazy, you know. Yep. Corner went up, I think, you know, tried to jam him at the line. He went back, swam his hand, got up, and he was free. Yep. And just to go to show you, man, he I – mean, he picked him off the carpet, man, and, and and finished the play. He said that was a you know he he got up and, and just started giggling because like he's like damn that was a great catch you know what I'm saying he was thinking and he said that was a great catch man. Um, his slant throwing he threw some great slants to AJ, um, which allowed him to run after the catch. Yep. just little things like that. I, I thought that he gave us a, a legitimate chance to win. Yeah, and that's why absolutely. we won the game. Yeah. Um. He made he made some great throws, and again that one he dropped over the top to AJ on the deep. Oh, ball the end of the second, the second late thrown. second quarter was brilliant. Perfect yep. ball. Yep. Now, like every quarterback, he missed some throws. Okay, so what? That goes with the territory. You're not gonna make every throw. There's no such thing as a quarterback throwing for 100 percent in the game. It doesn't happen, you know. And when he was under pressure, he made the decisions he had to make. Yep. He stepped up and took off 17 times. And when Detroit, the few times that Detroit, when 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 it, when Hurst tried to roll outside. And you saw Detroit extending the covers. The DN stayed home. The cornerback stayed home. He had a decision to make, throw the ball or throw it away. He threw it and he tossed it away. And a couple of times he was about to be sacked. As he's going down, he flipped the ball away to avoid I, taking a sack. There were some close smart, uh, technical smart. groundings. Too, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, there was know. one. There was Ooh. one. There's no way that ball got to the line of scrimmage. No, they didn't I, call it. I, Eagles quickly snapped it. They didn't waste a lot of time. No, I think they, no. But anyway, I, I don't want to take away from your point, but yeah. No, but no, but I thought he played, and I said off the top of the show, he played the game he had to play based on what Detroit was throwing at him. Yeah. Their cornerbacks, like the Eagles cornerbacks, were playing seven, nine yards off the ball. What did AJ do? Boom, 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 slant every time. And you know, and picked up all his he slanted, he slanted them to death. Detroit made no adjustments, adjustments to counter that because they were afraid AJ was gonna stick his foot in the ground, turn up and go on them. Okay. So you gave up all that underneath stuff. Allowed the Eagles to continue to do what they were doing. The man had what ten catches, a buck fifty-five. Uh, he was ridiculous. He was phenomenal. Uh, uh, all right, so it's, so two things off of that. One, I I, I might sound nitpicky a little bit, but I, so but I whatever. Um, I think there are still times. <laughs> <I> say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean when he was running for his life, and there was a lot of jail breaks where he had to run for his life. So I am not. I don't mean that. He made unbelievable plays to make positive yardage, like incredible. But there are still times where I think he takes off a little bit too soon. And that's it's a work in progress. There is still that. The other part of it is the slants are awesome. And A.J. Brown was extremely effective with the slants. And by the way, some of those weren't easy throws. They might no, be they slants. Were. No, they they were. were difficult throws. Well, yeah, um, you, they bracket they bracketed yeah, A.J. He, one, he puts right between a linebacker and, and the corner or safety who was in coverage. And it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, I mean, he, he, that's what I'm saying. He was fade, The linebacker was fading back to bracket that slant play. And yeah. he bent the slant route out a little bit and then yep. in to, to compensate for it also. So, but the question I have is he, the one that Gunner just referenced, the beautiful dime that he drops at the end of the second quarter, that excluding, 
there, I think there was only one throw in the air over 20. Is that just something that they saw they can attack Detroit on? Or is that we're still not, you know, completely comfortable with the full arsenal here with, with Jalen? Well, it has a lot to do with the offensive line also. Okay. If the offensive okay. line can't hold up, if they're blitzing like quick. that, yeah. If you're, if you're thinking blitz like that, then you don't have the time to go out there no, and run no. right. deep routes. That's you fair. have That's to fair. make sure you get the ball out of your hands. I don't if care if you, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry, Bear. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I don't care. If, I don't care if he throws 30 passes under 20 yards if he's completing 65, 68 percent of his passes with the, with the receiving crew that he has, and of course they'll expand it more so. You know, because Devontae mm-hmm. Smith didn't get his, Quez didn't get his. As they continue to evolve as an offense to spread the wealth, I don't care how many under un, under 20 yard passes he throws. Brady if he's made being a living out of it. A break. Brady, Brady, made a living out of it. It won and it helped him win seven Super Bowls. <laughs> right. You know, so and Brady is a master at dinking and dunking you to death. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Brady, though, real quick, that old man can still throw a deep ball. You see some of the deep balls he threw? Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's not done. Uh, that's for sure. Good night. Well, Dallas was a mess last night. Oh, that was good. a mess. That was and a mess. I'm not, good. I'm not saying, and oh, it was, it was beautiful. What a way to cap off a Sunday night. It was, it was a chef <laughs> kiss. Thank you. Uh, but even before Dak got hurt, their offense sucked. Sucked. Yes. yes. Anyway. And you can tell they're missing Amari Cooper big time. But, they are. Oh, uh, no we'll get to them. Um, all right. Yeah. So the offensive line in terms of pass protection, terrible, not nearly accepted. You you can have the moniker of the best offensive line in the league. you got to be way better than that, number one. Good Go in the run game. Go ahead. <laughs> once again. Here we go. Once again. I'm sorry, guys. I can't, I can't just go all out. There were times, you know, a, a guy here and there got beat. But for the most part, you've got five guys. That are yeah. blocking yep. the kitchen sink, everything but the kitchen. Okay, sink. where yeah. are, where are yeah. Nick and Shane's adjustments then? That's where the where they're, where the backs picking up the blitzes? They didn't, yeah. the backs weren't even picking up the blitzes. Miles Sanders there's two ways you can a, a block, a pass block. He, he there's two ways it. you can beat the blitz: getting the ball out fast. Mm-hmm. That's one way to beat the blitz. Yep. Or you know, brings you know more people in to have solid protection. That's another way to do it. Was there any screens? Uh, no. I think there was one. One screen, maybe. Not many. Okay, but you're talking about adjustments, Bear. And here's one of the things I kept harping on. It wasn't that Detroit was disguising a lot of blitzes. You could tell when they were coming. Where the hot reads? Where the hot reads? You got to have hot reads, man. To that's burn on the them quarterback, over, right? To back them those out. Those were the those were those were the slant plays that you got to 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 um to um to AJ AJ Brown. Those are the hot reads. Those those are the slant plays you got from AJ Brown. Um. Sometimes you run scat protection. Scat protection is that five down offensive lineman is five against the world. Yeah. And you got to get the ball out on time. You're right. Running backs need to pick up the blitz better. Yes. A lot of time they got caught in the inside and couldn't bring come out to the outside to pick up the blitz on the outside. But it looked like it was a train wreck. You know, it looked like it was a fire, you know, you know, a, a, a fire drill. But that's only because they just kept blitzing, kept blitzing. Yep. Aaron Glenn blitzed the heck out of this team. Yes, he did. So that's why you, the offensive line didn't look like they played well when they actually did. In fact, they actually um, balled out against um, Hutchinson. Hutchinson can play, man. Oh, dude, I mean, he he's good. For us. I, I know he didn't get home. He's everywhere. Yes. His but motor is insane. Finished, and they were finishing him. I'm, I'm watching the game, and, and Barrett, I can't give you credit because you made me watch. There were two things I was watching that we talked about last week. We kept harping on don't get caught up in a hard knocks mix. And I remember Barrett saying, you know what? Hutchinson, Hutchinson's 
once he finds out that this this is for real, it's going to be a little different. And this kid Rodrigo, he the two players. I was fans, totally got, wrong about uh, Rodrigo. Look, that, ball. That ball. Did you see the play where Rodrigo slammed down Kelsey? Yes. Have you guys seen that one? Yes. Oh my God! Like <laughs> Rob, Rob, it's oh funny my you God, say Rob, funny you should say that because when that happened, I don't know what made me do this, but I went to the um, I went to the roster. I said Rodrigo just slammed Kelsey. I looked. He's 5'11", 235. Uh, Dude, yes. he is strong as hell. Woo! Okay. I, I was looking at him. The kid can run. Yes. He reads things. He recognizes things. He goes and makes plays. Tackle. Good tackle. Yeah. I was. Now, they, they got some players. Look, that that this is that's not a three-win team, first of all. Okay. Yeah. Let's we need to stop with this is the same Detroit right. that, and all that. I'm not telling you there's some playoff team and gonna win a Super Bowl, no, but they're not no. a three-win team either. That's a seven-eight win team, in my opinion. You know, we'll see. Um, going forward, but but regardless, very encouraging was Miles Sanders, in my opinion. No question. Uh, I thought he hit it up hard. I thought he stuck his foot in the ground. We saw it on that on that on the one that iced the game where he keeps his feet moving and then picks up the big gainer. There he had a couple of those where he was stuffed initially and he kept going, you know, and he didn't get over a hundred, but it was a really good day for him. 13 for 96, 7.4 average. Yep. That's a big time game for Miles Sanders. You know, what I good, love most, most, you know what I love most about Miles? There were several runs where he didn't go down after initial contact, nope. kept his feet yes. moving and picked up additional yards. You know, what I'm saying? Yep. you know, and that tells me this kid, like we've been saying all offseason, he's playing with a purpose this year. He knows what this year means to him. Yep. More oh, than no, no. just more than just <laughs> more more than just being the bell cow, which you know, which just blows me away that a bell cow running back in his offense is 13 to 15 carries a game. Yeah. Okay. But he's playing for he's playing for his contract. Yeah, he is. Okay. And yeah. he balled out yesterday. Look, he's heard everything all offseason. He knows. Yeah, he, has. he knows what, what people are saying about myself included. I, I look, there's a, there's a lot of doubt there, but nobody questions the guy's talent. No. It's there. It's just staying on the field. And and I, I thought he was really good, man. I thought he was really good yesterday. While we're talking about the running backs, the one thing that really frustrates me about this running back core is why is Boston Scott like the forgotten entity in, in this offense? Yeah. Um, now he scored a rushing touchdown. You have four different people score rushing touchdowns. That's amazing too. But 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 Boston Scott and I understand they drafted Kenneth Gainwell. They want Kenneth Gainwell to succeed because they drafted Kenneth Gainwell. But Boston Scott is as tough as they come between the tackles. To be a five-seven bowling ball, I don't understand why he doesn't get more touches. He can catch it out of the backfield. Yeah. I think he's the best blocking back they have. To be quite honest. And you uh, might see yeah, him it's not a strength of Miles. Because of that, yes. Yeah, yeah. You might you might see that because he 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 definitely blocked his butt off, man. Yes. Opportunities, you know, because there was the, the the floodgates were opening, and and I thought that I really thought that you know the running back position they would just want to get out and 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 and, and play the hot. You know, what I'm saying just get them out, play the hot, so if they do come, they can just dump it out on the outside. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, they did that when Miles was there. But if Boston Scott was in, he would stay in for protection. He would block the protection. And I was kind of surprised that. I, was definitely right, I surprised don't that. I, I don't want to gloss over A.J. Brown because, you know, this had the sort of like T.O. feel to it yes. in, in a debut. Ten catches, 155 yards, yeah. uh, 15.5 yards per catch, 13 targets. He had the 54-yarder, as we talked about. Uh, it was on full display. I mean, the chemistry with him and Hurts – his ability to break a tackle, the strength. This guy's a tank as a wide receiver. I, I mean, it was – he is that guy. He's, he is – he's 
woof, this is going to be fun. That one catch he had in the red zone where he drug a dude about eight yards before they brought him down inside the five-yard line. I'm like, that's a grown man right there. Yeah, it is. That's that's a grown man. You talk about strong? Oh, my goodness. But if I'm Devonta Smith, I'm like, hey, guys, um, what about me? You know, I was shocked Devonta Smith had no catches. He had four tar- targets, no catches. But you're right, Rob. A.J. Brown is everything that you thought he you, – you hope he would be and then some. Um, dude, let me tell you something. His Number one, his hands are incredible. Yeah. Number two, his after the catch. I looked, I didn't see his jack yards. I want to know how many yards he had after the catch. We'll find it. Um, I'll find yesterday. it. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. No, um, he was great. He was just awesome. And you can tell those two have chemistry. And, and when in doubt, Jalen's going there. But let, let's talk about the Devontae thing. Now, is this just a matter of Barrett? Hey, look, some games there's going to be matchups. Some games a dude's hot, you know, whatever. We, mm-hmm. you know, again, we see it in basketball. Somebody's just, you, you feed the guy. He's hot. Keep running plays for him. Well, was yeah, they were, the they, AJ? yeah, they were feeding him. They were feeding AJ because AJ was out there producing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to feed. He was trying to get the ball to, 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 Devonta uh, Smith, but he yeah. just didn't. He, he didn't catch him. He dropped him. He had he had legitimately two two drops. Yeah, he had you four can't targets. Think your two drops. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't think your quarterback's gonna keep throwing it to you if you keep having drops. That's that, that's that's ludicrous for him to even think that um he was gonna go back to him after that. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's why when we were talking about projections uh, back in August about for the receiving core, I said it wouldn't surprise me if you had two or three receivers all in a nine hundred yard range in receptions because. It's going to be game to game. You yep. know, it's going to be AJ one game, Devontae the next game. It could be Quest. Dallas Goddard is going to have a big game out of the backfield. One of the backs is going to have a big game out of the backfield. It's going to be a spread to wealth office. Now, there's a good possibility you may have a thousand yard receiver, especially if AJ keeps doing what he's doing. But I wouldn't be surprised if you have three guys over 900 yards receiving mm. because yep. of the way they spread the ball. Yeah. Well, yep. uh, would you, would you, Barrett, on Monday? run some stuff early just to get Devontae going? Or would, yes. is that not something you have to – you would emphasize yeah. that? Yeah, I would. I would. I would just to keep um, – number one, just to keep, you know, that defense honest because they're going to try to bracket A.J. wherever he is. Mm-hmm. In order to get him out that bracket, you need your second guy to go out there and ball out. Because you know and the Vikings are going to do everything he can to take A.J. Brown away. He's going to have a guy that's going to travel with him every <laughs> yeah. single play. If they're smart, he's going to have somebody travel with him every single play. Um, I've seen, I've seen, I've, I've seen guys do that, and and the other guys got to pick up the slack. The other guys got to go out there and ball, and 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 keep things, keep things, you know, honest. They've got to keep things honest as a defensive, a defensive minded coach. You look, I got, I got to make sure that I get him out there. I have to make sure that I do. Mm-hmm. But I just can't see, I can't see him, I can't see. Smith not having the production, you know, he's too good, you know, exactly for, for a, for a donut. You know what I mean? Exactly. He's too good not to have any catches in a game. And I, and look, I, I don't think, um, I don't think this is going to be a situation where Devonte is going to all of a sudden start complaining and going crazy and pointing no, fingers or no, any of that. No, 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 but no, I no, will, no. I'm with you. I would, if I'm Nick and I'm Shane Steich and I'm, Hey, we're going to run some stuff for him early. We're going to get him off and, and get him going a little bit. And, you know, I, I think it's just a smart way to go, to, to go about your business next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be a, well, look, and Goddard, too. I mean, Goddard, three catches, 60 yards. I mean, you know, utterly effective here, but only four targets. 
He's another one who's so good. And I know there's only so many balls to, to, to spread around here. But, you know, you tell me five, six catches is, is asking too much for Dallas Goddard? Right. Mm. <laughs> there's a lot of talent here. All right, I want to go back to the offensive line for a minute, in particular with the with the uh, pass rush and when the way they kind of struggled at least at, at times. <clears throat> what are you doing? Because I think Minnesota's going to at least try and do the, uh, similar things early on you on Monday night. What are you doing to adjust? Is it some of this just – Guys got to be better and win their one-on-ones, but what do you do with the extra pressure? What, how are you handling that, Barrett? Uh, you, you're talking from a defensive standpoint? going against No, the- how are you uh, as, as far as the offensive line to play better than they played in, in pass pro? Um, Stoutland going to ream him. He's going to cuss him out. He, he, they got a long meeting in which they got to go through. And you can almost guarantee that they won't play the same way they played. Mm. You're going to see guys finishing plays. You're going to see guys running and going beyond like a, a Stalin offensive line does. They, I mean, you just didn't see the production because I, I really don't think that they're in game type shape. They're in shape, but are they in game four quarter game shape? Mm. I think that's the difference between what you saw out there this time and what you usually see. They're just not in primetime game four-quarter shape right now. You'll see that, and they'll get better. They'll they'll have a better showing. It won't even be close with the uh, defensive line they're going against. It's not yeah. even close to what Detroit has. Not they, even close. They better, they better be seven days from now. They better <laughs> exactly, be. exactly. Because exactly. you talk, Minnesota's pass rush and that set of linebackers. You, well, I say their pass rush isn't up there. I think their linebackers are very, very good, though. And you, you don't think Minnesota's studying the heck out of this tape? Yes. Oh. Oh, They're gonna bring the house like they what? just did. What? I just, you know, look, I, this you there have got to limit. I don't want to limit Jalen in the sense that I want him to be effective with his legs and his arm. I just don't want seventeen rushes is too many for me. Way and too many. That was a lot of hits, man. He's he is a tough. Yes, dude. he is. That's a tough he is dude. A tough dude, but it's it it will get to everybody eventually with those kind with the size and the and the ferocity of those hits. All right. So we're coming back and we're going to look at the defense here. And we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I don't think any of us thought 35 points allowed would, would be how this thing would shake out from a from a Detroit perspective. But they put up a 35 spot. We will get into what went wrong, what are the positives, more on Jonathan Gannon and the approach, how much of this is on the players. We'll dive into all of that. When we get back, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis off and rolling on a Monday, an Eagles Monday. All right, time to talk about Pro Action Restoration. Yes, Pro Action Restoration is a, a just an unbelievable resource for you if you have a home or a business and you've experienced the pain of fire or you do experience the pain of water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, or you're going through it right now. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week is Pro Action. I've gone through it. It happened at my parents' house. They had a finished basement that got soaked. We couldn't figure out what the problem was. Not only did they clean it up, they gave us a diagnosis of what it was. We got it fixed. The crew was professional. They, the whole thing was done in an unbelievably clean you know, rate with a reasonable rate. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. So it could be fire, it could be water, it could be smoke, it could be mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, or you can look, at them, look them up online. ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
my wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Our sports take, Gig Sports YouTube Network, each and every day, noon Eastern to three, three hours of power. He is Barrett Brooks. He is Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We're talking about the Eagles' 38-35 win over the Lions in week one. Coming up at two o'clock, we're going to go through the entire league. Uh, key injuries, upsets left and right, weirdness, all kinds of crazy games. Week one in the NFL, we'll dive into the NFC East. Also, to take a look at what happened with Dallas, what happened with Washington, and uh, my man Dayballs. Because he he has a pair, uh, he does Brian Day 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 what he was able to do in that game and what they did. All right, so defensively, guys, let's start with this. Um, Detroit ends up rushing on the day for 181 yards, more than six and a half yards per carry, and three rushing touchdowns. Let's begin there. Why were they so effective with the ground game, in particular? Uh, DeAndre Swift, 15 rushes, 144. He averaged 9.6 yards per carry. 
Why were they so effective on the ground? Well, the, I mean, start off, you know, they were effective early. So we're, we're talking about, was it out of those three trap plays they ran, they probably had 70 yards, 80 yards. just 51 on the one. Yeah. 51. Then they had one yeah. of like 14 and another one of like another 12 or something like that. Uh, Where is it here? Uh, you know me. I logged. I logged the game. Yeah, yeah. So I always so, logged the game. The first so, three run plays were trap plays. So the first. So the first run play uh, was fifty-one yards, mm-hmm. and then Williams ran for seven, and he ran again for four, and then uh, false start. Go off the hook. Williams. Uh, okay, ran for one, and then he ran it in for the touchdown. So the, the oh, and then uh, Swift ran for 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 nine. So the big plays on that drive were fifty-one and nine. 51 The big plays I know were trap plays. So we're yes. saying we're saying right around 60, 70 yards yes. on those those three plays. So out of that, you know, for the rest of the game, that's when they started, you know, they had a couple other long runs on draw plays. They just found, you know, they found holes in, in gaps in that defense trying to be so aggressive. So you just you just gotta keep being aggressive. You just can't allow it to happen. You need more out of your D line. The D line needs to step it up. Because when you start blitzing, we, if you're not running specific run play blitzes, it's gonna yeah. be hard, man. When you when they're pass plays, it's easier. You know what I'm saying? Because you're 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 trying to get to the passer. But if they catch you, and that's what they were doing, they were catching them on obvious passing downs and getting guys up the field and then running right up underneath them. And again, again, game. some of the, that sounds like coaching to me, Barrett. It is. You're absolutely right. It is coaching. So how would you how would you assess Scannon's deck? Wait, let I'm me say. I want to stay close and hear this. I want to stay close. Go ahead. I was going to grade him. Yeah, I would say C. That's not good enough, man. I I, I know yeah. like C's get degrees and that's passing. What do you mean? Passing? What do you, mean a, you mean that you know half oh, three quarters of your your um. Three quarters of, of of the salary cap they spent this year on defense. You're saying they're not good. <laughs> Damn right, it's not good. And, and a, you're a down. C-grader? You're down two guards at the one spot, and Ragnall's playing yeah. with a bad groin. On top of it, the thing is, Detroit came back to the second half with the trap plays and still ran it down their throats. You didn't adjust. First of all, you have four mountains of men at the D tackle spot. Okay. Yeah, you've got a lot of money invested in Reddick, Graham, Sweat, Barnett on the edge. Well, you got what six? So you got six million in Barnett. You got uh, Fletcher Cox. You got fourteen million. Hargrave, you got eleven million. Wait, what, Sweat, so we're at? we over thirty million already. <laughs> Sweat, you million. got another what? Ten, uh-huh. ten million. You know, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That that aren't that aren't. I mean, and, and oh, BG is what. Another nine million, eight million, something like that. So you saw a coast of forty million along that defensive line, right? That's ridiculous. And you getting you getting sucked into the trap every other play. <laughs> yeah, four quarters. Now the first quarter, okay, I give you, okay, because you haven't really seen them because it's the first game of the season. By the second half, when they're telling you, you know they're trapping. What are you guys talking about on <laughs> the sideline over there? <laughs> yeah, it's a defensive coordinator and the personnel playing again. What are you guys talking about on the sideline? Are you looking up in the stands, <laughs> looking at the people? What are you hey, doing? Hey, mom. Hey, mom. What are you doing? doing? 
Yeah, that's a lot of money, man. They allocated a lot of money to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, man. I mean, you think about the upgrades they make in the offseason. You get Hassan Reddick, you get Kaiser White, you get James Bradbury, you get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You draft Jordan Davis, you draft Kobe Dean. That's not a couple tweaks. That's 35 points in Detroit week one. When Marcus Epps is your leading tackler, that's a problem. Yeah, that's it a is. Problem. It's that's a major a problem. problem. Now, yep. you can say the same thing for Detroit because uh, Detroit's two leading tacklers – where secondary personnel that had 13 and nine tackles, their secondary personnel combined had 22 tackles just on two guys. So that's a problem also. Mm. But your, your your secondary should not be your leading tacklers. How about uh, 22 snaps for Jordan Davis sound about right? That's 32%. Or that's considering right. the way he played when he was in there, do we need to see more? That's about right. I thought he was pretty effective when he was in there. Now, I don't know if he can handle it stamina-wise. You know, I don't know if they're protecting him from himself. That's the hard thing to judge with this. No, no, it's not a hard thing to judge. You get your ass out there and play. There you we go. Here play. we go. Uh, uh, Barrett, I don't disagree. Get your ass out there and play, but I don't want him gas getting just rolled over, too. That's what we were talking about. You got to get yourself in game shape. Right. And that's that's one of the things that, you know, we we kind of we kind of talked about a little bit in, in August, last yes. week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We talk about a little bit because we were talking about, well, are they going to be in shape enough because they didn't go through preseason? They didn't have a lot of reps. Pre- he didn't have clearly enough reps in preseason. I mean, just by example, I played – my rookie, I played every single snap of the preseason to get me ready mm. for the regular season because I was starting left tackle. Yep. He should have played every single rep possible to get in game shape, to get his speed ready to go. I mean that's 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 it. The bottom line, he's got to do it. Would you go? I would go so far as to say Jordan Davis is going to play like twenty to thirty snaps every game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Only because of the people you have in front of him who have to justify that kind of money. Fletcher yep. Cox, Hargrave. Yep. Yes. And you got to give Milton, Milton Williams. Williams his reps. Yep. You know, he's on a rookie contract. He deserves to get his reps as well. Yeah. Jordan Davis, 22, 25 snaps. That's about right for him in his rookie year. It's mm-hmm. about right. Yeah. Well, look, I, I mean, here's the bottom line. I mean, you, you look at what went down in the, in, the, in the second half and what they were able to do, you know, Detroit's offense I'm talking about here in the second half. And they, as I mentioned, they go on drives of 78, 75, and 72 yards, which resulted in touchdowns. Eagles are up by 17 in the third. With four and a half minutes to go, they're up, you know, by that margin. Detroit converts 19, nine of 14 third downs. Uh you know, the rushing yard total is over 181. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was a frustrating day. You know, it started off frustrating. Then it re- you really looked at it and said, all right, they've settled in. They're going to be fine. And then after that, it was kind of like, oof, man, this has got to be better than this. And the weird thing is we thought going in, defensive line, offensive line, that's the last thing you have to worry about. We're going to worry Absolutely. about, you know, you're going to worry about Hurts and you're going to worry about whatever. How much on the defensive side is a lot of new faces? Yeah, well, that is a lot. That yeah. is, that, that's a lot. That is a lot. You know, the, but. The, the, I mean, game no game reps together. It takes time for that to gel. I we get that, but individual effort. I expected to see a little bit more than what we saw. Would you yeah. agree or disagree, Mister Brooks? You're absolutely right. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of. We, I, I don't know if you guys really peep what I what I said. Three quarters of the salary cap 
has been giving to the defensive side of the yeah. ball. Yeah. Because you have oh, a yes. cheap quarterback. You can, <laughs> right. You can put exactly. a lot of money. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, I mean, all right, you got you you're really just essentially just paying AJ. You know, AJ's AJ getting paid. the new the new money. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's the only yeah. really new money that you have on that side of the ball. Well, they're all just the they're just line. they're just in lane, yeah, giving them more money up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but you're right, in terms of new money, the only one really is AJ. Yes. But look at all the new money they spent on the other side. Yes. Reddit, White, uh, Bradbury, um, CJ. Yep. Uh, that's, that's a lot of money, man, allocated to just those guys. Absolutely. So they should play a lot better. Now, you asked the question that, you know, that it probably does have a lot of um, validity to it. Have these guys played together long enough? And I'm saying the guys up front have. That's true. You know what I'm saying? The D line, they have. Fair. They played enough together. Edwards even in the middle Davis, has. Yeah. Yeah. Even with Davis in the middle, he's, I mean, that's D line. You should be able to go in there, grip it and rip it. Let's go. I mean, the secondary, that's where you might have problems, but the secondary looked all right. Yeah. I'm yeah, having a problem. Look that, you're right. The problem is the guys up front who, and the bulk of the snaps are Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, uh, whoever you want to throw on the end, Brandon or, and or Josh Sweat. Uh, you know, depending on how you, you utilize Reddick, that kind of thing. I mean, they're the, they're the guys who got the bulk of the uh, of the snaps up front. It's 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 ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous that those guys up front, the guys in which you you know you you can trust those. You would think you could trust Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Sweat, Graham mm-hmm. to get pressure on the quarterback. Right, you could trust them. You got a newbie in, in Hassan Reddick, where you really don't still know how to use him effectively but you he still didn't go out there and play um up to my expectations man i you didn't put him in great enough position to, to be successful i didn't see a lot of heat on him just like you said jared goff was back there he was patting, patting the ball mm-hmm. and then and then when the outside pressure came around all he did was one two steps up in the pocket bought himself an extra second or two that's mm-hmm. all he did Got he wasn't running he wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't running now i'm gonna give we, we have dissected this high-priced defensive line, and rightfully so. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt based on what Mr. Barrett has said before this game and even today. They're not in shape, okay? Yes. We understand that. They only had limited game reps in the preseason, you know, which goes back to the argument of should you play your regulars more in the preseason? The fact that Detroit State – and a big part of the reason why Detroit State is game because Dan Campbell ran his guy, guys through the mill in preseason. No yeah. boys are playing whole halves in the preseason. These guys play, what, quarter maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to give them that. Do not come out Monday night against Minnesota's offense playing the same kind of game you played against Detroit. Because, like I said, Tuesday, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> if I see Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen waving hands like a fair like, – like they're trying to fair catch a punt, running wide open in the middle of the field – I'm gonna lose it. Well, look, gonna, this, this is where Jonathan Gannon has got to show everybody, you know, if he's that guy who should be interviewed by other teams and all that, you know. And the, here's the other part: don't let's not leave the head coach off the hook. I know he's an offensive mind, but you know, he he's got to recognize this kind of stuff too. And and the point's got to be driven home that this defense, more than any other aspect, it was completely unacceptable in this game. Down conversions, you know, I yes. mean, all of it. In the passing game, and really, as the game went on, they were they were effective in the in the pass game too. Like um, St. Brown, I thought really started to come on. Yes, he did. As this thing went on, 
Yes, he did. So and for why? all those reasons. Because that quarterback had more than enough time to find him. Because in the first half, again, every time the Eagles sent pressure, those second, third, fourth series, Goff was throwing the ball behind his receivers at the feet of his receivers because he is known for buckling under pressure. When he's under pressure, he's not a runner. He's not a scrambler. He's not a great at sidestepping either. Okay? He's an in-the-pocket, between-the-tackles yeah, passer. Mm-hmm. I would have sent a linebacker or a safety up the middle every time. just to, And even if I had to get home, just give him the thought. There's a possibility that one of those guys blitzing up the middle might slip up between my center and my guard Yeah, and make him hurry his throw, yeah. which they did a great job of second, third, fourth series. Second half, man, they're back there trying to make, uh, make so golf look think, like a pro bowler. I know, so what do you think of the cause of that, though? To me, it has everything to do with not necessarily – well, it is coaching because they're not, you know, I don't think they're in good enough game shape to really do it. I mean, you had the corners, you had the corners to stay with those particular receivers. Let them dudes play bump and run to make their quarterback pump the ball a little bit more. When it was clear as day in the second half, your form, your vaunted four man rush was not getting home. Send people from different angles, disguise it. Detroit, I'm sitting there looking. Here comes a, you see the safety creeping down on Detroit. You see a corner creeping down. You knew they were coming. Your quarterback sent the line of scrimmage. He sees them coming and uh, made them throw the ball away more than he should have. Yeah. I mean, look, I, oh, you got to do flip it, jump the other side. I mean, we're going to see. I think Minnesota's going to send the house a lot too. And, and, and <sighs> you know, but the, the problem with that is Hurts' legs can kill you if, if that's the case. But I mean, he just escaped a couple of those, man. It was, yes. uh, it was close. Yes, he did. Oh, you talking about Eric Kendricks. Zadara Smith and Ooh. Jordan Hicks. Did you see the day that Jordan Hicks had? Yes. So, <laughs> yes. I, I don't know. Like, this is a guy when he's healthy who's really effective. But, and I know sometimes tackles, you know, can be misleading. But I, I, I don't know for whatever reason I was digging around in their box score yesterday. Jordan Hicks had fourteen tackles and a sack. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Wait, okay. wait. That's, the line, the like linebackers. The yeah. linebacker had 14 tackles, right? Yes. Not the safety, not a corner. Linebacker. Yep. Which is the way it should be. Yeah. Linebacker should be your leading tackler. And that's, you know, that's on the Packers. So, he, he, it so, was so how do how do you keep how do you keep um how do you keep hurts clean? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for me to try to comprehend with, you know, do, the guys Do you go into like more 12 personnel with Jack Stoll in there, who's a good blocker. Do you yeah. utilize Boston Scott as, as, in protection yes. uh, from, a, yes. from a back yes. standpoint? Yes. Yes. More of that? You got to have a running back who can step up and, and meet that pressure coming. You got to have, and Boston Scott is the best back that they Goddard's have. Goddard's a good pass blocker, too. Yes, he it's is. It's not like he isn't a good, but yes, obviously, he is. you know, you want him out in patterns, too. Yes. I just don't see him doing that. I think they're going to try to beat it with the pass. Woo. Okay. And, you know, Get them out of it, you know. Throw you can throw defenses out of out of a blitz you like that by completing pass, like hitting those slants and everything like that. So I don't know if they'll even blitz them as much as uh, uh, Detroit did because they started beating them with the blitz with uh, the slant plays to mm-hmm. to um, AJ Brown, and they can't think that um, that they're going to continue to not hit Devontae and make him a you know big in his offense. Up. That I mean they can't think that that's going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. When I when I look, you know, you're right. I mean, Jordan Hicks, ball man. Um, I'm trying to see how many did he have? Yeah, 14 tackles. He had and nine. 
He had uh, nine solo. Nine solo, five assisted. Then my guy Harrison Smith. Yep. Five solo. He had a pick out. too. Yeah, and a pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is a, a a really good fundamentally based defense. Yeah. Jordan Hicks had a sack. Hunter had a sack. Mm-hmm. Zadarius Smith had a sack. Uh, Wonham had a sack. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, they showed up. And what, like, everybody's sort of just attributing that game to, oh, the young receiver sucked for <clears throat> Rodgers. I mean, there was some of that. And what, uh, uh, what's his name? Watson uh, dropped one that was, uh, you can't throw it any better early. But it wasn't just that. Like, Minnesota's defense brought it uh, in a big way in that game. You know, that that's for sure. So, all right, let's do this. Let's come back. We'll continue the Eagles talk, but let's dive into the NFL here, guys. And a lot of the big stories. And we'll start with two massive injuries that went down yesterday. One that really directly affects the Eagles. Um, and we'll, we'll look at some of the timing of when that said individual might be back. But uh, we'll get into the, the TJ Watt injury as well. So we'll dive into all that kind of stuff and some of the upsets. Everything that went down week one. And we'll continue with the Eagles talk as well. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk Razor Technology because Razor Technology's comprehensive managed service provider solution delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid use resolution. Uh, through data vetted, excuse me, data vetted and insight-driven implementation, we strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Our goal always is bigger than one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of our partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through ongoing synergistic relationship. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how our managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or you could visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on acting. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Sports take on this Monday. Derek Gunbarrett approach Rob Ellis. Eagles win 38-35 over the Detroit Lions. They will take on the Minnesota Vikings a week from today uh, at Lincoln Financial Field. It'll be the Eagles' first home game of the season. It'll be a Monday night matchup. Should be a good one, man. This is going to be a fun, fun week to look forward to. That's for sure. All right, so let's start with this, guys. couple of things. Injury standpoint, um, Dak Prescott. You know, and really, it was a game last night, even before the Prescott injury, that Dallas looked just listless in that game. Um, and they ended up losing 19-3 to the Tampa Bay Bucks in Dallas, mind you. But late in the game in the fourth quarter, Prescott throwing kind of follow-through deal, hits his hand on the uh, – was it Shaq Barrett? I'm trying to remember who it was. But uh, hits his hand. Turns out he did a, he's a fracture in the thumb, and they're expected to be six to eight weeks, which, you know, gets – That'll be passed when the Eagles play them week six, by the way, for what it's worth, if you're looking ahead. Um, but this thing has flipped the script in a big way, odds-wise, too. Um, it was a situation where Dallas was the favorite to win the division. Now the Eagles are minus 150. The The Eagles are the prohibitive favorite to win the division now. This is a major, major blow to Dallas. Yeah, I mean, Dak was the only really deciding uh, factor on why this team wasn't um... – the, the undeniable, you know, leader as far as winning this division. You know, he has the, he was by far the best quarterback in our division until now. You know, with him being gone, this team has just lost too much. Dallas has just lost too much. And I say that, and then all of a sudden, bam, they get some hope. You know, we're going to do it for the Gipper. We got you. You know what I'm saying? They go out and start balling, man. But, I mean, they just did, they looked pedestrian yesterday. 
very yeah. productive. Yeah, they, they looked they, I mean, CeeDee Lamb was a non-factor. The run they couldn't get anything. And I don't Tampa's got a good defense. They're right. no denying, exactly. but but exactly. they couldn't do anything last night. Let, let me throw this at you. Should we be worried about Washington? Well, uh yeah. Yeah, but let me just stay on Dallas for a sec with the injury. Do, do you think they go after Jimmy G? No. No, no. Do you no. think they go after Gardner Minshew? No. I, I don't think the 49ers, especially after – and I, I granted, it was in the muck in the rain. I don't think there's any way the 49ers allow Jimmy G to leave. No. There's no not. way he leaves the Bay Area because, again, I think he's going to be playing a lot sooner than a lot of people think. I agree, I agree with you. And that's just off of him, you know, all right, yeah. well, we don't have time to just be wasting on this young guy right now. When he's ours, we'll have him for a long time, you know, for at least the next three, two, three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. we're not we're not worried about him necessarily being a guy that, you know, we're, you know, we have to make him play right now. Jimmy G here, we're still paying him a lot of money. Why not throw him in there? You know, they lose another one. Uh, I don't know who they have next. Let me see what they have next. You know, there, there, it's, it's a good chance that they say, you know, forget it. I, I, I gotta go with, I gotta go with what's one with us. You know, yeah, I like, I, I think they, they, they know. I, I, Seattle, I, yeah, they lose against Seattle. It's a foregone conclusion, right? That yeah. he'll be in there. Plus, well, I'm not trading Minshew to the Cowboys, who who can give Dallas's defense a, a offensive blueprint inside and out. I'm not doing There's it either. No I'm not way. doing it either because we yeah. saw many hits that Jalen Hurts took. I, I'm not taking that chance. No, like, can't. Let's just say, like last year, Minshew's got to get you through two or three games. Even that is worth not getting a third or fourth rounder for me if right. you can win two of those games when he, he's in there playing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. Uh, there's, there's. I don't think there's a quarterback out there that could come in and immediately. You know, I saw some people earlier today on social media. Will they go after Cam Newton? I think Cam Newton's better days are behind him. Yeah, to be I honest. Agree. I agree. You know, I think they are too. Uh, um, I think Dallas is in trouble. Big I, I, trouble. So I was just going to say, I, I think there's just so much floating around with the Cowboys right now. Um, and now with Prescott out, Sean Payton looming, you know, the whole thing with Mike McCarthy, Jerry's just spewing nonsense. I don't know if you saw some of the things he said last week. I got to believe one yeah. plus one equals three. Like yeah. what? I don't know what's happening there. Uh, but, it just feels like that's ready to come un, un, unhinged. Could could McCarthy could M- McCarthy buy himself um, a reprieve now that his quarterback's gone? Could they could they basically say, you know what, we had a lot of hope this season, but we didn't have the quarterback. This is not on Mike McCarthy. No, you know we we didn't recognize we might have needed this. We might have needed that with no quarterback. What do you expect us to do? Um, obviously Cooper, Cooper rush, ain't it, you know, so who knows, you know, it's, but the, the problem I have, see, Jerry comes out right after the game and tells everybody, oh, Dax out. He's going to need surgery. Shouldn't they have huddled up as an organization mm-hmm. first. How do we want to present this? It's part of their dysfunction, Derek. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He, he don't need to be front and center with everything, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not right away. Not right away. No. I mean, seriously, he no. came out before the coaches spoke and, and basically told everybody, so you put the coach in an awkward position. Right, right, right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, as, as much as people are like, oh, where's Jeffrey Lurie all season long? I much prefer my owner stay in the in back yes, in the wings exactly. than, than be up front. Like Jerry, Jerry just wants every camera he sees, he loves, and he wants to, you know, 
He's the GM. He, he holds the title yeah. of GM. And that's why Howie, Howie goes silent also during the season. You're not yes. going to hear from Howie. You're not going to hear from Jeffrey. Jeffrey makes yeah. a state of the union after the regular, after the last game of the season, training camp, and maybe the draft. You see Jeffrey maybe three, four times the entire year. Howie comes out when he has to come out, trade, deletion, free agency, draft. That's it. You know, and that's what you should your front office should do. You don't need to be front and center all the time. Right, 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 right. right Jerry right, Jones right. has his own radio show, says what he wants to say. Yeah, that puts the coach in a bad situation does. when the really owner just does. says any and everything he's gonna say. Well, yep. I mean that that um I, I just don't think that I, I Jerry this, this this is Jerry's team. He don't care who's up there. No, you know what I'm saying so. Yep. He wants, you know, I don't think he wants him there anyway. So, I mean, I, does he? Do you think that thing will change once, um, once Sean becomes a coach? No. Well, if Sean, Sean better be smart about this. I know he's got a house in Dallas and he likes the idea of it, but you better know what you're getting yourself into. I was just going to say, I think Jerry might alter his stance with a coach of Sean Payton's pedigree in terms of how he approaches talking to the media. I think he would respect Sean enough to collaborate with him. Some, not much, mm-hmm. some yeah, I before he, he stepped forward. He, he did it a little bit with Parcells. I'm talking about yeah. after Jimmy Johnson. He did it right, a little right. bit with Parcells, uh, but then that went away real fast with Jason Garrett. So, yeah. and, and he's clearly not doing it with Mike McCarthy either. No. It, all right, Derek, you brought up Washington. Um, good win for them. Carson throws for four. He did have two picks on consecutive plays. Yep. Um, but he they were able to recover. It was kind of a back and forth game. It was a, a, a pretty. I was keeping my eye on it pretty closely as I'm watching the Eagles and whatnot. Right. You know, entertaining game. You know for sure. Um, so they win. It is over the Jags, who were, you know, bottom feeder team last year. But I think the Jags are going to be better. Um, you you posed the question: Should you be concerned with them? I think Washington's interesting. And if Wentz can play decent football, there's talent there for sure. That, yep. Like Dotson had one yesterday. Uh, they that had, dude's going to be legit. Yeah, he, he's he's really good. And they have, you know, McLaurin and a lot of – they get some players, man. Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they uh, you know, J.D. McKissick, you know, they got some good players back there. Um, good defensive front. Um, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination Washington is going to win the division, but I think Washington is that team to keep an eye on. Now that Dallas has definitely fallen by the wayside, you know we kept we keep talking about Dallas Eagles, Dallas Eagles. We've spoken very little. We've 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 mentioned it, but we've spoken very little about Washington lurking lurking in the shadows. Here's what's going to be really interesting: Washington plays at Detroit next week. Yep, I want to see what that looks like. Yeah, like if Detroit yeah. beats them or it's super tight, not maybe right. you say, "Hey, Detroit's a lot better than we thought," right? But if Washington goes in there and handles them, then all of a sudden you're saying to yourself, mm, "Okay, that you know that that that's a reflection of the Eagles. It's a reflection of maybe Washington's better than we thought." So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I, you know, I I, I think that Detroit beats them in all actuality. I really do you? Do. Okay, yeah, I really think that Detroit beats them. Um, the the amount of pressure they were to put on our offensive line. And they're going in against the commanders, and we know how we know how uh, you know Carson's going to react under pressure. Yeah, you know, oh, this is, the, well, right. with that the kind of heat that Hurts saw yesterday. If if they can, you know, get generate that, that. Yeah, Carson's going to make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. A lot of mistakes. This is going to be a great game to watch, man. And we we didn't even, we didn't even 
think this would be a good game. No, yeah. no. <laughs> you know, we tell you talk what? about it when we went through it. I was I was I was with Barrett a hundred percent last week when I had my suspicions about Aaron Glenn as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Aaron Glenn impressed me coming out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Because normally teams that blitz that much early, they're they're just trying to set a tempo early. Yes. And then you back off. When you find out a guy like AJ Brown is is killing you underneath on the slant routes, you back out. He didn't back out one iota that whole game. And if that's his MO, you know, for an entire season. That defense is going to win Detroit a few games this year. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Absolutely. So th- this one was amazing. So the Giants end up upsetting the Titans in Tennessee 21-20 in a game where the Giants score late. And with a minute six left, Brian Dable decides, you know what? We're not going to kick the extra point. We're just going to tie this thing up and hope our defense can hold and we get to overtime. We're, we're going to go for it here. So they go for two. A uh, little underhand pass, or was it underhand pass? I think it was to Saquon. A shovel, a shovel pass to yeah. Saquon. Saquon uh, breaks a tackle, gets in. They go 21-20. So the whole time leading up as that drive's unfolding, Dable walks over to his defensive players and says, yeah. hey, we score. I'm going for two. You guys cool with that? And they're all like, yeah, do it. Do it. Wow. Yeah. You want to talk about a way <laughs> to get your guys you go. to buy in? Absolutely. And, and grow a culture? That's how you do it. He's over. He's not even. He's letting his guy call the plays. Dable's over there. Like, what do you guys think? And they're all like, "You are really going to do it? Yeah, do it." Uh, to a man, like four or five of them. Yeah. I can't use the language. We're like, "Bleep yeah, go for it." And they score, and they do get fortunate because Tennessee misses a long field goal. But whatever, that's a ballsy move, man, by a head yeah, coach in his first game. Yeah, yeah I, was, was. I was watching Dable's um, um, post game. And he said, I told these guys in training camp, I'm going to be aggressive. Now you're thinking, this is a Giants team that's decimated by injuries on the offensive line. Their top two edge rushers are out. And you're just trying to hang on for dear life to play with the likes of a physical team like Tennessee. And all of a sudden, you go for it in that situation. Instead of taking the tie, you go for everything because, hey, I'm here to change the culture. You know, like Rob said, do you know what that does for team morale and, and support and belief in your head coach ah, da, da. to do something like that? And here, here's what's most impressive to me. We Tennessee is good, is a good defensive team, very physical defensive team. Saquon Barkley had 164 yards rushing on 18 carries against that defense. Yeah. With a yeah. patched up offensive line. He might be back. He might be back. I mean, yep. think about it. They were down what four or five offensive linemen? Yeah, they were. They, they were they were the most banged up team going into week one. And he gets 164 on that defense. Yeah. And and you know, and Daniel Jones had the one awful pick, but he was he was okay. Like he was okay. I, I'm not t- I don't I'm not a fan, okay, but I, but maybe Dable's gonna get the best out of him to make him serviceable. Outside of Mahomes, was there a quarterback, starting quarterback that did not throw at least uh, Mahomes and Jalen Hurts? How many? You see how many quarterbacks threw a pick in the first game yesterday? Did Started Herbert? I, I don't remember. Did Herbert? Uh, he was sure. he was really good. Charges. I didn't I didn't see if he threw a pick though. I don't uh, think he did. No, he had three okay. touchdowns, no picks. So that's okay. three we know of for sure. He, he's yeah. ridiculous, but yeah, that, that's, for two seventy nine, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. He was twenty six for thirty four. Yeah, he threw he threw a back shoulder that was a work of art. But that's you know that guy spins it. It's just different. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's the NFC East. So the Cowboys go down and they lose Dak. I mean, it, that's just a disastrous opener 
The Eagles survive, whatever, whatever we want to call it. They win, mm. bottom line. They win on the road. On the road in the NFL, winning is not an easy thing. They win. Absolutely no. not. Absolutely no. G- Giants do the same in, in crazy fashion. And Washington, you know, Washington did what they should have done, I guess. They beat the Jaguars at home. But if you're Washington, you're feeling good about Wentz. You are. I know he had the two picks yeah. mixed in, but you're feeling pretty good about it. And they came from behind and won that game, didn't they? Right. Well, yeah. when the Jags took a lead. Yeah, it was back. It was a it was a back and forth yeah. kind of kind of game. Um, so all three teams in the East survived are under the survive category. Other than Dallas, right? Yeah. Other yeah. than Dallas, the three winners in the NFC East. Yeah. No teams won in the AFC South. You had a tie that's, and losses. That's crazy. <laughs> how, about the, how about that one? Yeah. So um, there. Speaking of, there's a lot of upsets yesterday. I mean, you had uh, the Steelers beat the Bengals. You had uh, the Texans and the Colts a tie. You call that an upset? that the Colts didn't win the game yeah. over the Texans, the bears in the pouring rain, which we, we mentioned a little bit. So, you know, that's another one. Um, I know some of it, you got to throw the wind out the window, by the way, Chicago's a disgrace that those guys were playing in that, that quagmire, that field couldn't drain anything. No, they had, trying to leave now. they had squeegees out before the yeah. game yeah. rolling. What Like now every, every field has a drainage system now. That's that's what I love about what Green Bay did a long time ago. They put in this this drainage system. You ever look at Green Bay even when they're playing on the wet? There's no mud spots on the field because of the drainage system yep. in Chicago. Now, what if that had been? What if you had a monsoon rain like that? Let's say late November, early December. All of a sudden, the temperature changed in the 20 and 30s. Guys are out there skating, yep. <laughs> playing on ice. Yeah, are you putting your players in that kind of jeopardy? Yeah, I know. Yeah. No wonder, wonder why, no wonder yeah. they want to get to the furthest suburbs. Oh, yeah. Derek and, oh, yeah. And, and, you know what I mean? And get and, a dome stadium. Yeah. If there's ever a poster for why we want to get out of here, go, you know, look at that. Look at that disaster. Basically, basically the Bears organization told the city of Chicago, you had your chance. Yeah. We tried to negotiate with you. You thought we were bluffing. And now we're moving 25 miles outside of the city. Yeah. So all of that business that generated from Bears games, the restaurants, the gift shops, all that's going to dry up on game day in a few years. Mm-hmm. It's your fault, not ours. Yeah. We try to keep it here. You don't want to negotiate. Same way with Oakland. How many times did they stonewall the Raiders? That city stonewall the Raiders. Oh, they'll never oh, leave forever. Oakland. That was that was oh. 20, 30 years of that. Oh my goodness! The team moved to Los yeah. Angeles, moved back to Oakland. Hey, we've been for twenty years. We've been trying to get a stadium. Yeah. All right, you know what, Vegas. Is, is rolling out the red carpet for us. Give, oh, they'll never go to Vegas. Huh? Really? <laughs> okay. Well, so where are we at now? Regarding that game for you guys, how much do you take away from it? Do you, do, is it just, man, they were playing in, in just a cesspool. Like it was just a disaster. Or, you know, San Francisco's got some issues here with this, this sort of learning on the job thing with Lance. Well, you know, that's that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. both teams played in, in the same conditions. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it right. wasn't like you can discount either one. Um, I mean, because, I mean, both quarterbacks had to go out there and play. Same age quarterbacks. You know, they just and, – and the Bears were able to get through it, and San Fran isn't. I think San Fran's more of the problem more than anything. Your, your quarterback for the Bears – first of all, the Bears didn't score a point until the third quarter. They had no points. Right. Your quarterback completed eight passes, but two of them were for touchdowns. Right. And for a one, buck twenty-one. For a buck twenty-one. <laughs> and one of the one of the touchdowns he threw was an unbelievable play where he pirouettes away from the pressure to this side of the field, throws it back across the field. Wide receiver standing. Nobody's within 20 yards of him. Right. He's over there fielding a punt 
and strolls into the end zone. And that was the Pettis one, right? I think it was that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> nobody nobody on God's green earth picked the Bears to beat the 49ers. You know what that does for morale right out right. of the gate? Exactly. Yeah. With a new, new head coach. coach. New, yeah, head coach, new head coach. Yep. Allegedly no help at wide receiver. Um, you know, the running back situation is dinged, and they win that game by nine points oh, against yeah. a team many people pick to get to the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an incredible morale builder right there. Absolutely. No question about it. All right, let, let's go to the Vikings and the Packers here. Derek, I know. <laughs> Did, did yeah. you get a did you get a text from Marvin? Were you getting Marvin oh, yeah. yesterday? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Marvin I said, Gunn, okay. I noted, said, okay. noted Vikings fan. Okay, Green Bay last year lost the first game 41 or something back. like that. Okay. <laughs> did, oh, hold up. Let me go back. They also had Devontae Adams last year. They also had Devontae Adams. Okay. On Friday, when we picked games, you two yeah. were shocked when I picked Minnesota to win I, this game, yes right? Yes, I was. Yes, I, did, I, was. I picked them too, but you, I was shocked when you did it. Yes. I picked Minnesota. I, I tell you, I'm a realist, man. I Whether you you're are. a fan, I'm a realist. Well, right, what, so made I'm think, bro, what, what made you think that, you, uh, that they were going to lose to Minnesota? Because because Rodgers had no, no game experience with these young group of receivers. Okay. First offensive play, here's what told me. It was a telling tale. First offensive play, Aaron Rodgers airs it out. To that second round pick, Christian Watson should have been a seventy-five yard touchdown. Perfect he, throw. He dropped the ball. Yep. Okay. Guess what? He wasn't targeted again until the fourth quarter. Right. This kid Romeo Dubs, who we've been raving about his speed and everything, he one play he's on a miscommunication with Rodgers, and Rodgers uh, he, he Rodgers threw it one place he wasn't there. He didn't get another target until the third quarter. After the game, Aaron Rodgers very nonchalantly, like he said last year, you know what? You got to give us, we got patient. And even Roger said, I, I made some throws and I didn't make some throws that I should have made. He said, you know, give us patience. They said the same thing last year, went on to win 13 games, right? Mm. They'll figure it out. Yeah. They lost the game to Minnesota last year. They lost their first game to Minnesota and came back and trashed them the last game of the season. I don't think Kirk Cousins played that last game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, but look, Derek, they'll I, figure I, it here, out. Here's what it, it's a matter of for me. How quickly do the young kids get adjusted? And how yeah. much patience there you go. Absolutely. can Rodgers Absolutely. is going to be out of his mind by like week three with these guys? I just, I mean, even yesterday, he's sitting there like he'll be the in a room line. with padded walls if they don't. <laughs> okay. So, so basically, it's a similar situation to the Eagles. Yeah. Green Bay starters didn't play in the preseason. You have no experience with Sammy Watkins, Romeo Doves, Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, his top pit player, who who Rogers called the next Devontae Adams, um, didn't even play. Yeah, he was yeah. out. Yeah, he so, was. No, and I told my listen. brother. I said, I said, really? I said, I w- I've been waiting for your text. I said, here's what I'm going to say to you: Kirk Cousins is your quarterback, number one. Green Bay's won a division three years in a row. Aaron Rodgers said, just give us time. I said, I'll bank my money on Aaron Rodgers saying, give us time. More so I'll bank it on your team, which finds a way <laughs> to lose big games. Although I do, I think Minnesota's a little scary, guys. I'm I not, do too, I'm not but I'm not telling because, my brother that. I'm not yeah, telling you, that. you can't admit that to Marvin. I I'm not going to tell him that. Yeah, you can't tell him that. You're right. Um, Ain't you no know. scary about Cleveland, dog. <laughs> But, but here's no, no. You're safe with you're safe with Philip. Okay, you're right. Exactly. You're, you're good. Yeah. Even though they did win yesterday, you're, I think oh, you're still yeah. safe. That was the trash of the trashiest game. Yeah, it was. Uh, but, oh, but real quick, J- Justin Jefferson. I mean, nine catches, 184 yards, and two yeah, touchdowns. He is a monster. Woo. What did he say? I'm going to be the best receiver in 2022. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, it it ain't bragging if you can back it up. No, it ain't, man. 
And that you dude, know? you talk about athletic, athletic, He's a bad athletic man. acrobatic, physical. Yeah. And that's why I'm so looking forward to this matchup. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Darius Slade, James Bradbury. I'm yeah. so looking forward to forward to that matchup on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fun, be fun one. fun to watch. It is. It's going to be fun. Uh, Dalvin Cook had a good game, 20 rushes, 90 yards. Uh, Cousins, very efficient, didn't turn it over. 23 of 32, 277 yards, two touchdowns yeah. against, you know, a, a good Green Bay defense. But, um, yeah, and they and they did a really good job. I know it's a lot of kids out there, but you know, on Rodgers, you know, Rodgers threw a pick, only yep. had 195 yards passing, and yep. had a 67.7 passer rating. You don't often see that with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the defense showed up too. Aaron better leave that peyote alone and get in, and get in focus. <laughs> Mister, that's whatever that special peyote is. Haircut. You, leave it alone. you see the haircut? It's kind of I don't know oh, what's yeah. going on there. Did you yeah, see man. the commercial though? The commercial with him, um, with um. Oh, there's him. like two of them. Two of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my uh, with uh Jake, the State Farm guy, Jake. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a lot of Jake, man. I I need I need him. I'm, I'm getting Jake fatigue. I got to yeah, tell you, a little, a little less bit. Jake will be good with me, bro. Um. So yeah, so they end up winning. Um, and that's who the Eagles get next. Cowboys lose Dak Prescott. He will, unless there's some kind of miracle, not be back for that week six game uh, against the Birds. They're, they're projecting six to eight weeks with that surgery. Uh, uh, before we get to we'll – we'll dig into Pittsburgh a little bit heavier, but I just wanted his his uh, injury. T.J. Watt tears the peck. He had a sack and an interception. Then he tore the peck. Uh, they're saying it may not be as bad as initially thought. Could be in the neighborhood of a month because it's not a complete tear of the peck. His brother, uh, J.J., had that too, but I think he had a full tear. And ended up coming back for the very end of the season. Yep. You know, for whatever it's worth. That just comes from, I guess, cycling. No, I'm just playing. Just playing. Just playing. Oh, just playing. Whoa. Just playing. Just playing. Okay. Just playing. Just playing. Okay, Barry Bonds. All right. I got you. Barry yeah. <laughs> Bonds. Um, <laughs> I hear you. Um, all right. So when we come back, uh, we'll look at what the what went on with a bunch of the other games of, of, of note. You know, some good, some bad. I mean, the AFC West, nice battle between the Chargers and the Raiders, the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Uh, mentioned the uh, the Mayfield revenge game, quote unquote, against the Browns and the uh, the Saints had to have a furious comeback to uh, to knock the Falcons off. So we'll do a lot more there uh, with the NFL a little later. We'll get into the Phillies who got a sweep. Phillies, uh, it, it was a just a three hour and thirty six minute rain delay. I mean, who that's cares? all. Yeah, that's was, all. Not, not a big deal. Game ended at like midnight. Was supposed to start at one o'clock. It's all good. Um, but they get the sweep. Uh, we had a major firing in college football. We'll try and sneak in some uh, some birthday. I actually have a good on this date for you guys, which we'll try and get into as well. We'll do all of that when we come back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk a little Flynn. Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So do you have any type of issues in your yard or your property? If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, this time of year, we're getting some crazy storms. You know if you live in the uh, in the greater Philadelphia area, we've been getting a lot of rain and some, some a lot of wind, that kind of stuff. Hurricane season is well coming up. Now's a great time to have your trees evaluated. Make sure that they're not too old, good to go. They're not going to fall on anybody or your property or your house. You go to their Facebook page or Instagram. 
for more information or a sampling of their work, give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on acting. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take on this Monday. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are recapping the Eagles 38-35 win over the Lions in Detroit. And, you know, it, it is funny the way that you can look at things, right? So, on one hand, you say to yourself, man, they won. They won on the road in a game where they didn't play their best football against a team that was jacked up like it was a Super Bowl. You can look at it from that perspective. 
the other perspective is you saw some things that were kind of troubling. There were some questions going in about the approach from a defensive standpoint with the coordinator that really haven't been resolved. There's some things you scratch your head at. When Jordan Davis was in there, they were much better against the run. When he wasn't, they weren't. Why didn't you just stay with more Jordan Davis? The offensive line had a tough time handling the blitz. What do you did you do enough to counter that? You know, on the offensive side, you questioned some of the coaching. Jalen showed you unbelievable ability to get out of jams and trouble and keep plays alive and keep hope alive and and do just enough to get a win. But there are times where you're saying maybe there's there's something lacking a little bit in the passing game. A.J. Brown goes crazy, but Devontae Smith doesn't get a catch. There's such a yin and yang here with this, and it's only natural. It's the ultimate overreaction day is the, is the day after the first game. It's the ultimate overreaction. Depending, Everything depends on your perspective. Uh, you're muted there. But isn't that what we expect in this area? Amen. I, w- I, I, w- I don't want it any other way. I'm looking at social media comments, people responding to some of the things that we've said, people uh, on the chat here responding to some of the things we said. And I'm at a point where I'm going to stop looking at social media and looking at the chat and just do what we do. Just do what we do. You can't please everybody. You know, some people agree with you. Some people disagree with you. And I love some of the insights people give, perspectives they give uh, that we haven't talked about um, as well. But for the most part, you know, it's it's our opinions, right? Well, look, everything's right, subjective. Wrong or indifferent. Right. Yeah, yeah, everything's subjective. And I think at times opinions are clouded in. I thought you were uh, going to say something else. Opinions are like. <laughs> are like something else. Everybody's got one. Everybody's got one, yeah. Oh, look, my, my mom just got through telling me I better stop cussing. Uh-oh. Yeah, because you said one word that even made me made me a little uncomfortable. Barrett's gonna be yeah, grounded. I was, okay. I, we don't need Barrett grounded. I, I was yeah, I was a little fired up, but I I, I apologize, mom. Hey, it's it, we, she, we she, like she, the passion, man. I, I said the F word and she was mad. She, yeah, but yeah. It, it was in the spur of the moment. It was okay. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, yes, Barrett, but you must you must show a better restraint, restraint yes, yes, when yes. debating and arguing. Well, you, you gotta understand. Show... I'm just saying I'm, I'm I'm two hours, I'm I'm four hours into this now. I'm four hours into this. <laughs> you, did double, you did double duty, so you, yeah, you yeah, were yeah, on Birds uh, 365 too, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, I did that show. You know, I, I was on with Jody Mack, and Jody Mack was fired up the entire time. He was, well, what was Jody's take? It was Jody's take that he didn't want to hear anything I was talking about as far as the defense. He wants he wants the tar and feather Jonathan Gannon. Okay, and he didn't uh, want to hear nothing I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so I as I mentioned earlier, the Gann wagon is in for some maintenance. Uh, yeah, it was not yeah. a great week for the Gann wagon, but I am still <laughs> I'm still driving the Gann wagon. If you guys want to jump on, well, you I, know, I think he's going to bounce back strong this week. He better bounce back, you know. Yeah. What I'm just like just like Temple better bounce back. I'm, let's, let's get a that's what we need. Let's get on your mm. Temple hour. We gonna wait till the, hey, they won. Yeah, they won, but it, they were playing Lafayette, bro. I know. <laughs> Not I the know. Lafayette in Lafayette, Louisiana, the Lafayette in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. I hey, know. Barry, Dad's deal says just remember Jesus loves you. Yes, right, right. There you go. Yes, I, know, I know. And we do too. But um, yeah, I, I got Temple again this next week. Well, how about Kurt run. Warner's son jumps in there and throws a couple touchdown passes? Yeah, there you he go. That, start. boom. Gripping and ripping. He's yeah, throwing player number 13 like his dad did too. Who's, yep. uh, yeah. Yep. So uh, his dad put his dad turns around and puts on uh social media. He's at the wrong game. He was actually at the Kansas State game. And oh, where does his, his oldest son play? Kansas, Kansas State. State University. Yeah, yeah a wide receiver. Yeah. He said, I'm at the wrong, I'm at the war- wrong Warners uh game. <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. It's a good line. Um, but no, my, the, the reason I, I mentioned that is and, and look, there is gonna be um 
there, opinions are going to be clouded sometimes by your ties to a team, yeah, you know, and that yep. kind of stuff, and everything's going to change. But the the the, re, the the thing that I don't jive with is, you know, how can you guys react to just one game? That's what we do. We react in the moment. We're going to react to one game, or else we wouldn't have a show. If Barrett, yeah. Derek, and I came out and said we're going to wait till like week twelve to have an opinion, we would be fired. <laughs> yeah. Right? What's so we're going to react. Yeah, but but anyway, um, I, I like any game. There were positives, there were negatives, but you know we're going to see things unfold as the season go, goes along. I will say this: offensively, this is going to be a much sterner test this Vikings team than what we got in, in Detroit last uh, yesterday. That's for sure. So they're going to have to tighten some things up. Jonathan Gannon's got to tighten things up, and don't let the players off the hook. Do not. Oh, do oh not. just looking at just looking at this. Um, Wes Phillips. Offensive coordinator for Minnesota. Right. Bum Phillips, grandson, right? Yeah, Yeah. something like that. Yeah. All I know is this. When you look at at the offense and how um, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford played last year, how they got that chemistry together, how those – how you always see Cooper Cup. It's like he's running free. How the heck does this guy always end up open? And he was the best receiver in football last year. Mm -hmm. How? Well, hey, Wes Phillips was the orchestrator in that. Mm-hmm. Right. So fast forward to now. You see how wide open? I'm glad you said that. Great point. I mean, he's like he's just by himself. How do you get players wide open like that? Wes Phillips is the orchestrator of that. So not, only, have- not only that, B. Brooks, but an offensive line that gives you time. Oh, my goodness. So, so I'm sitting there like, how is Justin Jefferson, who we know had – he had what do you have, like almost 18 well, – I think he had like 1,400 yards. Yeah, I mean, you know you got to stop him, right, going into that game at all costs. Yeah. And he's still running wide open. I don't know what he's doing to get these guys, to to, to game plan these guys to get wide open like that. But he's definitely, you know, going to go along the same path as Cooper Cup. Mm -hmm. So how do you contain that? There's going to be a lot of sleepless nights this this next week. There there is, Barrett, but here's the thing. There, there's um, and I'm not saying the, the Packers don't have defensive talent. They obviously do. But this, I'm just speaking individually for the Eagles. There's too much talent for them to look the way they looked yesterday. Yep. There just is. Yep. So either the players aren't showing up, or the coach isn't coaching them up right. They're mm-hmm. preparing. One of the two. Or in game, you know, or both. Yeah, I can, you can have both answers, but like there's, there's, there's a disconnect somewhere, and they got to be better. I mean that. Detroit 181 yards on the ground? No, it can't happen. And it wasn't. And, and it wasn't a quarterback doing it. Right. It's guys five to seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, and an offensive line that was trapping the heck out of that Eagles D line yesterday. Absolutely, man. absolutely. All right. So some other uh, games of note. You had the Chiefs beating the Cardinals, and for all the people out there that thought, you know, hey, Tyreek Hill's gone, man. Where do, where do you see this Chiefs offense kind of fall off? Uh-uh. Not uh-uh. so fast, Where, my what? friend. Uh, yeah, uh-uh. 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 And, and you don't need a defense when you got an offense scoring like that. Yeah. What did I tell you? No, we were debating. <laughs> we were debating the Raiders versus the Chiefs winning the division. What did I tell you? The Chiefs are that one offense. Their defense can be mediocre, but their offense puts so much stress on stress on an opposition. They accidentally score thirty five points a game. Yeah. You, they you score wanna, in crazy ways. You want to hear crazy efficient numbers? Here's Mahomes. 30 of 39, 360 yards, 
five touchdowns, no picks, 94.1 QBR, 144.2 passer rating. And he wasn't sacked, by the nope. way. Nope. Okay. 39 dropbacks wasn't sacked. He he was machine-like. He threw one, guys, and it wasn't a touchdown, although Kelsey did have a touchdown. But one of his throws to Kelsey was absolute perfection. Absolutely. It's dropped in the bucket <laughs> like – you can't throw it better. I, I, I'm telling you, it was it was. Ap- he is a joy to watch, man, Mahomes. You don't think Mahomes and that offense are thinking we're out to show people we are more than Tyreek? Hundred percent, they are, Derek. Yep. And look at who he's throwing to: Juju Smith-Schuster, Marcus Valdez-Scanling. The boy stepped up. Isaac <laughs> Pacheco, Isaiah yeah, Pacheco, twelve I'm catches, sixty-two yards. I said, is that a hockey huh? player? Or is that a football player? Isaiah Pacheco. Out of uh, Rutgers, seventh rounder this year, two hundred fifty first pick. I heard that name. I'm checking hockey rosters, man. I'm telling you, I I remember Ferdy Pacheco, the fight doctor. Oh yes, that was my first thought. I'm sorry, that was his (laughs) rushing numbers. (laughs) (laughs) That was his rushing numbers, not receiving. I said rush. I said receive. But yeah, I mean, Kelsey did his thing. Juju was good. Uh, Scantling was decent. Four catches, forty four yards. Yeah, I mean, they're just. That offense is just keeping it's it's a it's an assembly line. It's a machine. It's a machine. Amazing. It's more, it's more than just the individuals. It's it's the system. Yeah. Eric Bieniemy's system. You plug and play. Yep. You step in that offense, you're going to have instant success. Obviously, because of the quarterback. But it shows you that you can plug and play in that offense, and still keep that train moving. Yeah. Yeah. It was an impressive win. Forty-four twenty-one over the Cardinals uh, for the Chiefs. Great matchup. Uh, stay in the AFC West for a minute here. The Chargers beat the uh, the Raiders in what was a really good game, and you know, excellent quarterback play by Herbert. Uh, Carr made some mistakes uh, in that one, which, which hurt them. But it was nonetheless, it was a, a fun game. One one we kind of you know anticipated was going to be one of the better games of the week, and it was. That was a it was a quality matchup. Man. Carr Carr said, "I was too aggressive." Well, okay, I understand. First game, you want and Adams out. was excellent, by the way. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yes. But I, I still stand by what I say. I I didn't think the Raiders would win that division. I still don't. I know it's one game. I still don't. I like Derek Carr, but I've never been a huge Derek Carr fan. Yeah. I'm the same way, Derek. Like I don't think he's a lead. I think he's good. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just that that would that was uh yeah, it was it was impressive. Like I when think you he watch is a lead, but he just played horrible yesterday. And yeah. it didn't help the way they were rushing the passer on him, man. I mean, those two bookends. Oh, come oh on, my man. goodness. Five what sacks. You expect, man? Yeah, what would you expect, man? With, with, with the com- Bosa and, and, and Khalil and, Mack. And, and yeah. Khalil, Mack coming off the corners. Yeah. Khalil had, what, three sacks? Khalil yes. had three. They sent the house a couple. Derwin James had one. Uh, Bosa had a sack and a half. Uh, Morgan Fox had a half a sack. Yeah, I mean, they're – Chargers are no joke. I mean, they're uh, they're going to be they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough for sure. So uh, they win. Saints have to come back to beat the Falcons. Didn't see that one. I, I, I thought either. I thought New Orleans would handle their business against Atlanta. Um, not a great Atlanta team, but they came back to uh, to win it. Jameis did a nice job driving them back too in that game. What did he finish with? Uh, he was he was his numbers are actually pretty good. He was twenty three of thirty four. Uh, okay. 269 yards. He didn't turn it. He didn't throw a pick. He had two touchdowns. He was sacked four times, uh, but he had a 111 passer rating. So he was, he wasn't bad. How about Taysom Hill? Four carries, 81 yards rushing. Yeah, and a touchdown. He had, did they move him to tight end? I thought. 
they use him as like an H-back, like an old school H-back. Um, but yeah, he actually, he was good. That's that Pete Carmichael offense. Yeah, he was good, you know, for sure. And they, um, Jarvis Landry in his debut had 114 yards receiving and, and a 16.3 average. Plus they have Michael Thomas and they have Olave. There's a, there's a lot of talent. If yeah, James man. Winston's going to play the way he played yesterday, New Orleans will not be an easy team to take down. With nope. uh, Mike, Michael Thomas had, what, two touchdown catches, I believe yeah, it was? Yeah, man. They're scary. Mm. They well, can somebody explain how Alvin Kamara played? Yeah, really. I didn't expect to see him on the field. He played. But isn't this like typical NFL? These things take forever. They're going to wait till the middle of the season. Yeah, they're going to wait till the middle of the season, man, and, and right. sit that dude down. When he should have done whatever his suspension is, two, four, six yep. games, he should have started now. Yeah. Why do you do? Why would you wait? New you Orleans would welcome that. Like, please do it now. Yes. Let's get it over with. You have all the evidence you need. What, what are you doing? I don't get it. I, 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 I can't stand that about the NFL. But, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. It's like, what is it? Um, run through a few here. Ravens rolled the Jets. Lamar was really good. Um, you know, I guess that's not a shock uh, in that one. Uh, the the Baker Mayfield revenge game, not so much. Uh, the Browns win 26-24 in that one. Here's what's a, a weird one for me in, in that game, guys. Uh Christian McCaffrey gets four touches. I mean, yeah. 14 touches in the game, 10 rushes, yeah. and, and four receptions. Yeah. You know, he should have had 25 touches minimum. It's not the preseason. You're not afraid to get it. You no. got to play him. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Uh, well, that's, unless... what that, that's what they're thinking, though. You know what I'm saying? And I understand their way of thinking because, I man, he remember before he got hurt, that dude was like never coming off the field. They yeah, had he was ridiculous. Yeah. Was 300 touches a season. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But once he hit that injury bug, I mean, maybe they're trying to protect him. I don't know, but you're going to protect him at the cost of possibly winning a game. Yeah, it's not like you were Mm -hmm. down big. I I don't know. It was weird. Uh, And and Mayfield had kind of a Mayfield game: sixteen of twenty-seven, two hundred thirty-five yards. He had a touchdown and a pick. You know, and he ran around a little bit and made some plays, but. Ultimately, it wasn't good enough. You know, you know that hurt Baker a lot too, man. You oh, can see it in his face, man. Yeah, oh, he yeah. wanted he that game cry. so bad. Yeah, he'll he cry when he gets so the tunnel. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll cry when he gets the tunnel. He he yeah. cry when he got to the tunnel. You um, other games than that um, that we haven't covered yet. This one, you know, I haven't, I haven't heard any update on Mac Jones back, but Mac Jones hurts his back. Yeah, went for X-rays. They didn't make him available, and he didn't travel that night, getting out of uh, Miami back to New England. So. If we get any updates, we'll pass it along. But, uh, you know, Dolphins take care of business 20 to 7 over New England. New England, it, it, it kind of looked like it's looked in the preseason for the, for the Patriots. You know, we keep waiting for them to flip a switch because it's Belichick. And I don't know if there's a flip to be switched. You got well, Matt Patricia got... calling plays. Right, right. But I'm just saying this. I mean, even on the uh, Dolphins' side of the ball, I mean, they couldn't run the ball for anything. Though. No. Yeah. The defense bailed them out. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they Their did. defense is pretty good. I'm still not sold on Tua. Still, you got you. you still got to convince me with Tua. I'm not there. He's I'm getting. Sorry, there. He get, he's getting there just enough that when they do get it, they can yeah. make something happen with it. Yeah, there were a couple where Hill made the play on it. It was, but it was definitely a little bit underthrown. Yeah. Um, he spread the. I will say this: he spread the wealth around nicely. Uh, Tyreek Hill has eight catches. Waddle had four. Chase Edmonds had four. Cedric Wilson had had two. You know, they spread it around decently. Um, they had no rushing attack. Their leading rusher had 25 yards, Miami, right. and they were still able to 
to Cruz, uh, you know, pretty handily. New England didn't run it or really throw it all that well. They didn't really do anything well uh, in the game. You know, frankly, Nelson Aguilar had a fumble. Uh, Mac Jones had a fumble. It really was just a kind of lackluster performance for the uh, for the Patriots. Are we maybe seeing? Let me ask you guys this: Are we seeing maybe something similar with Belichick that we saw with Greg Popovich mm. when Popovich, Popovich finally lost? You know, uh, Tim Duncan and and Ginobili and Parker and that crew. All of a sudden, he wasn't the genius anymore. Human, right? Brady and I know he, you know, I know they, they, would they win 10 games last year, whatever it was with Mac Jones, but is there a little bit of that? Hey, Tom Terrific's not here anymore. Maybe Bill's Mm. not as much. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of that, man. I mean, you, you, yes, he's a great coach, but it doesn't matter if you're a great coach if you don't have the horses to go out there and and execute. That's right. Execute, man. That's right. You say what you want to say. And, you know, I I knew this was going to be a point where he was going to be like, all right, well, you know, what am I going to do now? He had to go like, what am I going to do now? I've lost my head honcho. I'm trying to make something out of nothing, you know, with, with you know, with, with my you, – you can't expect Mac Jones to be anything close to the greatest of all time. Well, it's, so, here's where I think that he's really making a big mistake, guys. Brady, other than the Moss years – and granted, he always had like Edelman and Welker and those kind of guys. But it, it felt like they ne- – and he had Gronk. But they never gave him a, tough, a ton on the outside. But because he was Brady, it didn't matter. He would just zip it around everybody. Mac Jones needs a stud. Yes. He yeah, needs yeah. a stud, man. And he needs more than stud. one. He needs more than one. Bro, yeah. talking about equal distribution, Jacoby Myers had four uh, four receptions. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, one reception. Uh, Jonah Smith, three receptions. Nelson Aguilar, three receptions. Hunter Henry, two receptions. Ty yeah, Montgomery, man. three receptions. Damian Harris, two receptions. Devontae Parker won. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. You know, he it was well distributed. Nobody really jumped out as far as, you know, numbers, 55, 44, I mean, 41, 33, 28, 20, 15, 10. But you're not winning anything. You're not, you're not, you're not pushing the ball down the field. You're not having impact plays. Yeah. No. All that means nothing when you're not, you know, when you when, when it's not working, man. Yeah. And only only person that could do that really and nickel and dime you and distribute it like that. Distribute the ball like that is a Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. well, see, Devontae Parker has the ability to be that go-to receiver. Yes, but you got to learn how to. I mean, when he played Miami, that dude was legit. Mm-hmm. But you got to be able to utilize him, I and mean, you got to feed that dude the ball 10, 15 times a game right. minimum. Right, and then everything else falls in place because when a defense starts to converge on him, you have two great tight ends, you have decent second-tier receivers like an Elson Aguilar. Yeah, you know, but he should be your go-to guy. You're absolutely right. Agreed. Yeah, I agree, Derek, 100%. All right, so uh, discuss a lot of the Eagles. We'll continue to discuss the the Eagles as well. And, of course, the injuries around the league. The big one is Dak Prescott with a thumb surgery out six to eight weeks. T.J. Watt, we're waiting to hear on that on the severity of the torn pec. Mac Jones, X-ray on his back. I think that's kind of the headline injuries. Any other ones I'm missing here? Mm, uh, no. There's, there's been a bunch that have come down today, but no name that really jumps out at you. Um, still waiting to hear on Derek Barnett's situation um, for the Eagles with the uh, knee in the knee issue. Um, trying to see if there was anything that came across that we missed. Yeah, that's right. Bar- and it was a non-contact for Barnett. That, right. Those are always the ones you're like, oof. You know, Fletcher Cox hurt his knee, but he went to the tent, but he came back in. He finished the game. Um, I can't think of anything else yesterday, Eagle-wise, other than those two. No, no. 
Um, let's see here. Am I missing one? Uh, yeah. Once again, let's this. I, I still want to go back to, you know, how um, how the secondary play, you know, with 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 Marcus Epps, and um, yeah. Go ahead. Johnson. Go ahead. Back. Those two play phenomenally, man. You know, safety not playing. You yeah, Epps and CGJ. Yeah. And you know, without playing with each other, not having that chemistry yet, yep. those two came up amazing. But Marcus Epps was everywhere, making plays, man. So we, I knew he was going to be our best safety, but I know he's going to be that good. So you know, kudos good. to them for 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 relying on him and, and and letting him be great, man. Mm. He was flying. That dude yeah. was flying. He, yeah, was. he was. And and you know, kudos to Chauncey and the coaching staff for getting him up to speed pretty exactly. quick. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that there would be no way that this kid can go out there and play uh, safety with the amount of information you have to play with with the safety position. You know, he's been he's been a, he's been a nickel corner, you know, for the probably the majority of his career. And yes, there is some carryover from you know nickel corner to um, safety, but still, though, for him to pick it up like that, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like he was lost. You know, it wasn't like he was lost either. He played, man. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, that that's an. Yeah, like all right. So let, let's glean positives here. So that's definitely one of them, right? On, on that side of the ball, <clears throat> for sure. Um, you had the Bradbury pick six with the with the Kaiser tip. I thought I thought Slay played really well. I know he got beat on that one. That was a perfect throw by. Goff. Yeah, it was. He, know, dropped, he dropped. He dropped that down. You he yeah. dropped that in the bucket, man. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, so, and, and, and and Slay turned around just a fraction of a second too late. But I thought Slay had a good game. Yep. Um, I thought Kazir White played a pretty good game for him. Yep. For yep. the most part, but speed. Um, you know, played downhill. Um, let's see who else. Mm. On that side of the ball. Um, yeah. That's the problem. I I wish there was a lot more that stood out. Johnson, I thought Jordan Davis when yeah. he was in there made an impact. Yes. You're right. You're right. And, you know, oh, in the run, in the run, he in played. The run, in the yeah, run. in the run. Yeah, right. he played on the other side of the line of scrimmage in run plays. You know, he pressed his guy back, and that's what they expect. That's what we we're expecting from him. That's what he has to do. We just didn't give him a lot of opportunities, especially at the beginning of the game, to really go out there and execute that. Right. You know, the you know, I've been telling for the longest the Achilles' heel of this defense is the the lack of production on first down. They just don't play well on first down hence that's why they're always in second and two second and three second and five as opposed to being third and three second and ten you know third and twelve teams are so successful on third on first down that second down is like take candy from a baby it's so Mm -hmm. easy because you don't have far to go you have a huge playbook when you can have all those plays when you when you um when you've had that much success on first down, mm-hmm. it's not until you get into third and 10, those opportunities where, you know, that playbook gets the smaller and smaller when the farther, farther you get from the, from the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, to me, that when they had the most success is when they played well on first down, if they got up there, it was usually a scoring drive, you know, after the first down, usually a scoring drive after that. Mm. All right. Then you go to the other side, you know, I, let me go special teams for a minute. It, there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity. Yeah, for what? Yeah, for what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it was a lot of fair catches. I'll, I'll give Covey this. He did get hit by his own guy and still fielded it clean. It was yeah. not an easy play. That, that could have been huge, man. Could have been I mean, a mess. He, yeah, yeah, man. It could have been a mess. So Great yeah. concentration by him. Uh, uh, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to 
a lot of the the radio broadcast with Merrill and Mike uh, on WIP, and and Merrill uh, very critical of Quez Watkins as a kick returner, which I thought yes. was interesting. Uh, you know, basically saying, look, this guy's got great straight line speed, but you don't see it in any way, shape, or form on these right. kick returns. Right. He just has no feel for it, and he's not wrong. You know, they. <clears throat> Covey might be returning kicks before you know it. When, when you talk about a kick returner, straight straight ahead speed is fine, but you have to be able to use deception back there to find a lane to create a lane for yourself. A lot of times, and the few times that Quest fielded the ball and he he was just running straight, he wasn't looking for open. He was just running, and but he's got to be able to add that to his repertoire. You know, the best kick returners in a game have that ability to start one way and cut back the next to make the flow go one way to open up your own seam. Right. Yep, I haven't seen that. Maybe it's because he hasn't done it enough. Yeah, he's still uh, yeah. maybe he's still learning it. Uh, hey, uh, still green, uh, still green at it. Yeah, very green for sure. The Mac Jones, they think it may have just been back spasms, no uh, okay. fracture or okay. anything there. Uh, according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, they think okay. he may actually play this week. So that could have been mm. a lot worse uh, yep. for New England uh, if that's what it is. So I uh, wanted to update you on that. Now go, go to the other side of the ball for sure. Miles Sanders stands out. Yeah. Uh, AJ, AJ Brown gets the, the, you know, the four yeah. stars of the game. Um, and and I, I think all in all, well, I mean, if, if I had to have you guys summarize maybe in a sentence or a word, um, Jalen hurts day, how would efficient. you sum it up? Efficient? efficient. Yes. Okay. And what I word agree. That, efficient? That's an accurate word. I would say efficient. I'd say um, playmaker. If he you gave, play. if you have to, if you ask me to give him a grade, I give him a B plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah easy, easy a B plus. It, it could have been disastrous if you yeah. had a different quarterback back there. That dude yeah. had to run for his life, man. He had yeah. to, he, a lot of times he had no choice. By the time he set his feet, mm-hmm. pressure was converging on him. He no stepped question. up, found a hole, took off, and frustrated the heck out of that defense. Yep. You know they sent pressure up the middle. They sent pressure off the edge. A couple of times he ducked under, dude. I thought he had him behind the line of scrimmage. He ducked under him and took yeah. off. Yeah. And then yeah. he was smart enough to throw the ball away to not take the sack and put them in a, in a second or third longer situation. Right. Yeah. Right, right, I mean, right, look, right, right, Dank right. says productive. I would agree with yeah. all that. You yeah. know, is are there still things you need to see more in the passing game? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You do. Um, but yeah, I mean, that in the debut of, of AJ Brown, it's a shame it's sort of overshadowed by some of the things you're frustrated with because we haven't seen a whole lot of better debuts as an what? Eagle. So no. you guys are thinking that he should um you guys think Hertz should should be what? I'd like to see a little bit more accuracy on certain throws back. Like you're not gonna be perfect every game. There's everybody's missing throws. I'm not saying that. Um and I there's still a little bit of a t- and, and some of those things he had no choice, he had no time. But there were a couple times where I would like to have seen him just kind of hold his ground a little bit longer in the pocket. But I, I really don't my my beef is with a million other things before I get to Hertz personally. Right. I, I, it's it's both it's the offensive line in pass protection and it's the defensive line generally, but especially against the run. If I'm going like, you know, one and two, flip the order. I don't really either way. Yeah, there's no way we th- we should be thinking that the offensive line didn't have a great day, especially with how much I've hyped them up. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I've been really hyping them up. It's not just you, man. It's everybody. They played kind of pedestrian last, you know, this last game. Um, I know they're a lot better than that because yeah. I have such high expectations. Yeah, it's almost like when I saw that it it, it wasn't acceptable. It wasn't. Yeah, but I'm not right. gonna throw them under the bus and say, all right, you know, they didn't do enough. They did right. enough to right. win the game. 
Yeah. They did enough to win the game. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we'll come back. We'll continue the Eagles discussion. We'll hit a couple other things, a little odds and ends, Phillies, a major firing in, in college football. Uh, we got to talk about some of those college games, man. Some of those college games were ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Some, some great college football over the watch. Notre Dame, where you at? Oh, yeah, the, my goodness. That poor coach Irish, is going to get fired before Appalachian the season, State does it again? How about Georgia Southern? Georgia yes, Southern, sir. baby. Well, that 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 sealed uh, Frosty's fate. Uh, Frosty <laughs> so we will uh, we'll dip into all of that uh, when we get back. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Derek Barrett and Rob. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Final segment of Sports Take on this Monday. 
Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn. All right, so uh, we do have some Eagles news, and it's not good news. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting that Derek Barnett has torn his ACL and is done for the season. Um, you know, any, anytime it's non-contact, mm. I cringe. Mm. And and that was the case. Uh, MRI revealed season uh, season-ending ACL tear in mm. the game. That's a massive one, man. And and just I know people will say, look, this guy's been a bust, this and that. Just you need depth, man. And you, you hate to see somebody like that go down. You do, yes. Uh, this quickly, and and it, it's a shame. It's he's. Guy was the 14th overall pick in 2017, and he just hasn't lived up to the billing. Billing. This is certainly not his fault. I'm not blaming him. It's just a shame the way it's kind of played out for him uh, in his Eagles career. Yeah, that means somebody else is going to get a lot more reps. <clears throat> yep. Um, you hate to see it, um, you know, because he's um, he's taking such a beating um, in this market for more of what he has not done compared to what he's capable of doing. But like every week, we're going to see this every week. And, you know, we, we gave the Eagles a lot of props for coming out of the gate healthy uh, compared to some teams who lost significant players, training camp, preseason games, so on and so forth. But this is what you have to do. You have to hold your breath every week. Yeah. And we've talked about this time and time again. Everybody's going to lose significant players. What do you do? I can see I can see how he's trying to go out now and get another body, a veteran to bring in here now. Teron Jackson, his time. Yep. It's his time to step up now to show what he's capable of doing. But you may have to add some more depth to that position as well. And like I said, there's so many veteran players sitting at home waiting for a phone call that you can now get at a bargain basement price because they just want to be relevant and get back in the game. Hopefully parlay that into something more significant at the end of this season. I hate to see that happen to Barnett, though. Yeah, it's it's uh, you're right. I mean, I think Taron Jackson would be the first candidate. Patrick Johnson yeah. uh, is another guy y- you might look to here. They did make some, you know, create some cap space. How he did last week with some of the restructuring right. stuff that he did, right? And, and you know, with with this kind of stuff in mind, you can't you can't know what's happening, but you figure this is an NFL season. Someone's bound to go down, um, so it gives you a little bit of flexibility. If that's the case, you know, for one of the things we really were excited about with this defensive line was the ability to keep these guys fresh with the rotation. Yep. So this is, this is a bit of a hit with the rotation um, for sure. So yeah, Derek Barnett, if you just jump out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Um, all right. So we, we talked a lot about the game and we'll certainly continue to do so uh, throughout the course of the week, the course of the day today as well. Uh, just to jump around a little bit. We kind of said it jokingly, but it's true. The Phillies did win yesterday, and they swept out the uh, the Nationals. You, you you wouldn't believe. How about this for the season, guys? They're twenty one and four against the Nats and the Marlins. Yeah, they have yeah. dominated those two bad teams. So to their credit, and rightfully so. So and then, yeah. and now they're getting ready to play another set against the Marlins. So that's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Absolutely. Padres have fallen off a little bit. Brewers are the Brewers. Pitching and hitting has betrayed them. That's why they're on the outside looking in. You know, the the schedule right now. Is, is so vital for the Phillies to win more than they lose because after the series with the Marlins, they, they got to step it up. They have, what, Toronto coming up? Atlanta. Um, they got Atlanta. the Braves. Yeah, the yeah, Braves. Braves. The you got Toronto. Toronto. Yep. Um, and you close out the season against Houston. Houston, yeah. You know, yeah. So. And so, yeah, it, it definitely steps up. There's 22 games left. They get three at uh, Miami starting tomorrow. Yep. You get the Cubs at Chicago. Cubs are a bad team. You go to Washington for four. But other than that, it's Atlanta twice. It's yeah. Toronto. And it's Houston. 
So more good than bad. Like there's that, you know, the cupcakes are starting to go bye-bye here. So you need to keep kind of building here. And to their credit, you know, as things stand right now, Mm -hmm. after that win, they're a game and a half up for the second wild card spot right now, which, you know, it's kind of been back and forth a lot for them, but they're 78 and 62 on the season. Um, and they're getting healthier. They got Sir Anthony Dominguez back yesterday. Yep. It looks like Zach Eflin's going to be real close, and, and Zach Wheeler's going to be real close. So they're going to be about as healthy as they've been having yeah. Harper yeah. back yeah. maybe all season. Harper finally the hits the game. home run. Finally. Yeah. And, and Reese Hoskins came up big for them yesterday, yep. the, the day before Alec Bohm. I mean, there's they have had some guys step up, that's for sure. So that's kind of where things are from a, from a Phillies perspective. And then uh, Schwarber. Schwarber finally hit home run for the first time since August 29th. He was cold, man. Yeah. He was cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So college football, you guys mentioned it before we took a timeout. Some wild games. Notre Dame loses to Marshall. Uh, they're 0-2. Maybe the first game they lose Ohio State, you get it. But losing at home to Marshall, the bad loss. And they lose their quarterback for the year. Yeah. And Buchner's done for the year with a shoulder separation. He's got to get surgery. So he's out. Um, they have Cal this week, I think. Drew Pine will be their quarterback. So Notre Dame loses. Uh, Nebraska loses to Georgia Southern in Nebraska, which results in Scott Frost getting bounced. Okay. Yeah. The interesting thing about this is, well, a it's just been a, it's been a total train wreck for him there uh, as their head coach after such a storied career uh, as a player there. But what's really interesting with Frost is. They Nebraska had a 15. So if Nebraska waited till October 1st, the buyout for him would have been 7.5, but now the buyout for him is 15 million. Yeah. So they, they desperately wanted him out of there. So he's, he's gone. Um, if I'm Scott Frost, I'm thinking, you know what? Thank you for firing me now instead of October 1st. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'll, I'll enjoy yeah. that in my mansion. Thank you, Nebraska. It's, it's, it's just amazing how he went. He was a pie when he was a quarterback in Nebraska. He was a pied piper. Yeah, he was a tough dude. Too. You know, but you give up forty five points. Now, you know, we all we all know that big time programs put so called cake cake uh, cupcakes on their schedule. Yes, they paid they paid Georgia Southern one point four three million to Ooh. come play at Nebraska, thinking that's an. I'm not going to say thinking it's an automatic win, but we know how it works. Oh, sure. And you give up 45 points to Georgia Southern in your backyard. Is alumni boosters? You can't stomach this. You can't stomach that, man. That's yeah. it. Oh, man, you can't. Bad luck. Yeah. Bad luck, boy. You got to go. You got to go. Yeah. No, not out. today. Yesterday. You got to yeah. go. Well, so. Um, I said not today. Yesterday. Not today. Huh? Yesterday. You got to go. He actually got fired Friday, and then they, they lost Saturday. It's weird how that happened. No. Um, <laughs> Alabama survives uh, 20 to 19 over Texas. That was a really fun game. Barry, you were probably uh, doing your game. You didn't get to see much of it, but it was, right. it was an entertaining game. Man, I was rooting for Texas so hard in that yeah. game. And when Texas took the lead, I said, we, they finally got him. That quarterback from Alabama, man, that kid went Bryce down Young. the field. Oh, oh, my goodness, man. Yeah. Yeah. That one is. run he took off to put him in field goal position. Yeah. I'm like, stop oh, him. Stop the, him. The guy had him dead to rights on a blitz. Yes. And he just kind of ducks, <laughs> fends him off. And oh, man. Yeah, unbelievable. Oh, um, my goodness. So Appalachian State upsets number six Texas A&M, too. Wow. As, as if there yeah. wasn't an yeah. – yeah. I mean – App State always gets it. Like, they got yeah. Michigan like Why twice. would you schedule yeah. them? Right. Yeah. I, I'm not <laughs> scheduling those every guys year. ever, man. Yes. Ever. Yeah. App State beat – remember, they beat Michigan two times in a row. Yes. In yes. a row. Yeah, you did. 
it was pretty funny. And I don't know if you guys saw the video. So the, the kids are back on campus, right? And I didn't know what was going on. So there's somebody who had a camera and they're looking at like this main street, I guess, wherever they're, they, they're, they, they're in like Boone, North Carolina, I think is what it's called. So you have like, it almost looks like a marathon. It's all these people coming one way, all these people coming up. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? And then they all just stopped and started partying together, like right on the main street after the, uh, after the win. <laughs> It's so cool. The college environment, man, is the best. Awesome. awesome. No question, yeah. man. Well, and uh, Rob, I don't see how you got the college environment going to Temple, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we had it for a minute with Matt Rule. <laughs> now we're digging our way out of the last guy. Give Stan right. Drayton some time. I like Stan yeah. Drayton. Give Me him too. some time. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, Me too. man. It takes a little while. Man. I mean, it, he wasn't scared to you know, to, to, to pull the trigger, man. I was, I was honestly surprised that he benched Mathis, but yeah. Mathis had two, he had two fumbles yeah. that he lost. I mean, you can't, I can understand maybe overthrowing a guy, you know, or, or, or you know, a pick like that, but he fumbled twice. Yeah. Run into a lot of script. Yeah, yeah. So and you don't disrespect to, you the yet. It's, it's a division one AA team. I mean, come right, on. Right, 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 right. You know, come and, on. They're, but they're ranked fourth in the in their conference. They're, 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 it's a very good program, fourth. but it's it's a team Temple should not have should right. struggle. I mean, their defense is pretty good. You know, they have yeah. some players on their defense, but man, as far as them being able to compete, they, I mean, it was way too close. Temple should have Temple should have you know ran them out of the gym, but they just uh, no. They, they their defense was good enough to stop them. I know. Yeah, it was not good. There All were, right, uh, there were but you did see Kansas State though, right? Oh yes, your boys. Who did they boys. beat? Who did Mizzou, they baby. That's a great win. Yeah, yeah. huge win. Yeah. They beat the SEC team. You know, there were, Mizzou. There were two other games that um, I watched bits and pieces of that were pretty good games. You had number uh, 21, BYU upsets number nine, Baylor. Great game. That, that was, was a great late. game I had, with the overtime. I had Baylor uh, a week and a half ago. Did okay. you? Not, not Baylor, but um, BYU. BYU. And then uh, number 20, Kentucky, finally. Finally beats Florida, number 12 Great game. Florida. I love Will Levis, the quarterback. Yes. Penn State transfer. Penn State transfer, yeah. I, there was yeah. another entertaining game I should have mentioned too, guys. T- uh, Tennessee-Pittsburgh was a very good game. That too. was a good one also, yeah. That was Saw fun. a little bit of that. Yep. Yeah, fun that to was watch. A good game. Yeah, great college game. The whole weekend, college and pros, great. Oh, so I, I hope tonight's game, game, I don't have a good feeling about tonight. I know it's a big deal that Russell Wilson's going back to Seattle, but I just think Seattle stinks. They do. I, I think Seattle's going to be fired. I think it's going to be a good first half, and after yeah. that, I yeah, I, I, I think it's, well, I hope so. He's had a good first half. Yes, I think it's going to be a good first half. I think it's going to be a first, good first series for Seattle. Right. Where they're like now, there you go, haymakers. I, I and then all not, of a sudden, Denver's going to say, we're much better. I should not bring this up, but remember I put this game on my, one of my games that could have a wow factor to it last week. Yeah, you did. And, and both of you looked at me, and the people in the chat room was like, D-Gun, put the pipe down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I was going to remind you of that, that I thought about it. No, I'm not doing that because they mess around and beat up on Denver, and I would not be. I would not be in I, I couldn't go on the show tomorrow. If, well, if, if Seattle wins, I'm telling you right now, I'm moonwalking. <laughs> I'm moonwalking across the stage. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, right off the top. I'm telling well, you right now. I'll tell you one. I made a cardinal mistake, a handicapping yeah. cardinal mistake. You guys know the like two three weeks leading up. I said the Lions are going to keep this thing close. They're going to keep it close. Yes. Just just you know, take the points, but the Eagles win. And then at the last second, because of the offensive line issues that the Lions were having, I switched and said the Eagles will cover. And and shame on me. I dropped the ball, man. Big and time. I listened to you. I know. I was adamant that it was going to be a close game. And then I started hearing Barrett, 
don't get caught up in the in the hard knocks hype. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe Barrett's right. And then Rob said it on Friday. I don't yeah. know. I'm cha- And so I was thinking, you know what? That's confirmation that maybe I didn't see it the proper way. And as that game was unfolding, 31-14, 20, 38-20, I'm thinking, man, Rob and Barrett are right. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, 38-28, 38-35. Oh, my goodness. We got a I ball know. game here. Unacceptable. Uh, unacceptable on my part. I, I came up really small there on that one. Um, all right. So this date, 1972. So 50 years ago on this date, Mike Schmidt makes his major league baseball debut. Schmidt wow. was a September wow. call up for the Phillies and the rest is history. Uh, but that was his, today was his very first game as a Philadelphia Philly in the major leagues. Mike Schmidt. How old was he? When he came he played in college, so I want to say, Derek, he was maybe like 23, 22-ish. Okay, okay. He played at Ohio University. He okay. was a shortstop, believe it or not, uh, in college and in the in the minor leagues, and then they converted him to third okay. uh, when he got up because he had such a cannon for an arm. And, and uh, But that's – yeah, they moved him over there. So, mm. um, All right, so uh, a couple birthdays to, th- to throw our way. Jesse Owens, the great track star. Yes. Uh, an all-time GOAT athlete, period, uh, was born on this date in 1913. Of course, uh, you know, showed the world what he was made of in Germany in, in the Olympics when he when he took care of business. But a uh, great track and field athlete, uh, Jesse Owens. Yao Ming, 42 years old. Unfortunately, career cut short by injuries. Yao I can't Ming. believe he's 42 already. I know, First man. overall pick in the draft. Yep. Yeah, it's mm. a shame. He was... I like Yao Ming. I did. I wish his career could have lasted longer. Uh, Jennifer you know, Hudson. Wait, wait, wait. Before you move on. Yeah. Interesting stat I found out about Yao Ming. His dad was 6'7". His mom was 6'3". When he was born, he weighed 11 pounds. Oh. <laughs> oh, his mom was 6'3"? 6'3". Man, that's yeah. tall. All right. Jeez. Yeah, that's a big boy. Oh, 11 wow. pounds. Yeah, man. Mom needed some rest after that one. You know? <laughs> oh. I mean, seriously, what are we, what are we doing? Oh, oh man. Poor, poor lady. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, Jennifer Hudson's 41, 41 okay. years old for the yeah. great singer. Jennifer Dream Hudson. girls, yeah. Uh, Barry White, the late great, was born on this day in 1944. Barry, Where's give us a little Barry. It wasn't quite clear to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. It was good. Uh, near Neil Peart, who was a phenomenal drummer who we lost last year from uh, rush yeah. one of the great drummers uh, in history of rock and roll uh, gone too soon andrew luck who popped up at the stanford game i don't think yep. i saw the stanford usc game but he was on hand there and it, looking dorky and weird hat but that's andrew luck <laughs> um he's only 33 man i mean retired mm. i think he was still what 29 or whatever he was was that four years ago can't remember how long ago it right was. right uh, Joey Pants, Joe Pantoliano uh, of the Sopranos and a lot of other stuff is 71. Paul Walker, uh, yeah. unfortunately passed away too young in a car accident, but from the mm. Fast and Furious, he, uh, he was born this day in 1973. Paul you know, his, Walker. His, uh, his dad and his sister sued Porsche, uh, because of a uh, car malfunction supposedly. And they both got settlements out of the deal. Oh, no kidding. I didn't wow. know. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was really good in that in that role. In those he movies, was. Uh, mm. For sure. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I got birthdays. What do you got, Gunner? Did I miss a couple? Oh, uh, let's see here. Who did you miss? Uh, Louis C.K., the comedian. Okay. Um, you know, 
Uh, Rob, did you ever see the movie Pootie Tang? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do you know he wrote and directed that movie? No, I Louis didn't. Louis C.K. did? From what the research shows, he wrote and directed that movie, and he was fired at the end of the movie when they, had, they re-edited the movie. Originally, they weren't happy with the way it was edited. That movie was trashed by Robert by, by Robert Ebert and all these guys. Saying, yeah, yeah. And it, it's become a cult classic, Pootie Tang. I, I didn't know that. To this day, Bear still speaks Pootie Tang language. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, Derek, you, you're right. I don't tell you. He wrote it. He wrote it and directed it. Damn. Yeah. Out of all people, Louis C.K. I would have never guessed that. Okay. Me neither. And I'm still not guessing that. <laughs> I had to look it up. I just wait, looked it up too. Rob He's right. No, you're right. Yes. No, you're right. Yeah. No. He wrote like, the Secret Life of Life of Pets also. Wow. I didn't see that. Wow. The Secret Life that. of Pets. Okay. Pets too. Secret Life of Pets too. Yeah, that's 21 years old now. Jeez. Um, Emmy Rossum from the uh, series Shameless. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, and the rapper Two Chains. Two Chains. Two Chains. Who did yep. I miss? Did I miss anybody? Uh, did, 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 nope. That's it. That's all that's I got. It. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, just to swing it back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, uh, from an eagle, the, the sort of reactions, the mixed reactions after after one game. Uh, there, there's definitely, I think, I, I think we, the one of the other problems that we we have is, I think we tend to forget this was a nine and eight team, which was an okay team. They got in the playoffs. That has a lot of new faces. Uh, believe me, I'm not making any kind of excuses. I'm just telling you, this might be part of the process of what we have to go through here early in the season. I think we thought because they made so many big moves with some big names that all of a sudden they were just going to come right out of the chute. And I think, it, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a learning process. I will tell you this. The heat is really cranked up on Gannon. He's the one who where it's really, really hot. Like, I think... There's, you know, some people looking at Hertz and saying, oh, could he have thrown it a little bit better? Yeah, maybe. But I think for the most part, people are looking at Hertz played and a saying, good game. Yeah. He's running for his life. Yeah. You know, and he played a, a good lot game. of things alive. Yeah. It's, but there should be heat on the offensive line. There should be heat on the defensive line. And there should be heat on Gannon. I think, and you know what? Nick Sirianni and the, and the, and the Eagles front office, if you want to take this approach where you're going to, you know, rest these guys and hope to not get hurt and they don't come out and look fully ready, it's, there's going to be that too, but you know, I, I can't I can't blame Sirianni because he did the same thing last year and they went yeah. through the season healthy, and they and they ended up getting in the playoffs. And when you consider most teams in the league now sit their starters, they don't even let their starters have them. Don't even dress for a preseason game nowadays. I, I don't want to put that on Sirianni for basically doing what everybody else does. Yep. But it showed the rush showed, you know, um, and it took him a while to get going. Once they got going, they played efficiently on the offensive side of the football and got 31 points out of it, mm-hmm. you know, for their first game for a team that they didn't get a lot of preseason reps. Right. And it'll right. get better and more efficient as it goes along. Um, but I, I don't want to put this one on Sirianni just yet, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, a couple other odds and ends around the league. So Kyle Fuller, cornerback for the Ravens, yeah. is done. Torn ACL. Another Raven goes down. They have had some really bad injury luck the last couple of years, and that's yeah, for sure. Wrong. I mean, it's, one of them guys ain't living right. Yeah, the head coach ain't living right. Well, did you see the update on uh, T.J. Watt? No, what is that? The what doctor, doctor still determining if he needs surgery. Obviously, the season's over. If it's deemed he does not need surgery, he could be back by week six. Jeez, yeah, that's crazy. 
That's so, a big swing. I'm telling you, man. Man, five weeks to or, or the season. I don't know. It feels like I, I I hope that's not the case with him. But usually, it feels like these guys need the surgery, or else they're they're. Yeah. It could happen again, you know. Mm. At, at that position, man, that's that's tough. Yeah, all that's the tough. violence that comes with all that, you know, and you know that's that's a lot, man. That's a lot. Just go ahead and get the surgery, man. Get it over with, you know, because I mean, it's not it's never going to heal right. You know, most guys that do that, it never heals right, and it's like uh, you you lose half your muscle strength out of half your muscle. Mm. You know, so you don't want to do that, man. You just go ahead. Like, my boy did that, man. Um, Steve Everett. He had the same thing happen. He ripped it yeah. about half. Cleveland of and the Eagles, yeah. Yeah. So when he ripped it, he um, he, like he had half his pec. It was just half his pec. Oof. Oh. Full pec and then half his pec because they grew back. And he's like, well, they wanted me to play, so I I, I played with it, you know. Oh. After I let it, you know, heal just enough, and then I and played with it. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Steve, uh, Steve took a beating uh, during yeah, his yeah. years. He was a, he was a pretty beat up guy. Uh, I remember. Yeah, now he's time. down in um he's down in Florida, you know, in the Keys. That's where he played. He played his college ball at uh at the U, right? He was a yep. U guy, I think. Yep. No, was he a Michigan guy? No, he was a Michigan guy. He was a Michigan, but yeah, he was from yeah. that area. He's from the, yep. I think South Florida, but played yep. in Michigan. Yeah. So he's no. down in the Keys now. He has a restaurant down in the Keys. You know, okay. So it's, it's always five o'clock down there. Amen. Amen to that. All right, so uh, we'll continue throughout the, the the course of the week, you know, digging into uh, this game, starting to look forward to Minnesota. We'll go a little bit, you know, further in depth with what the Vikings ended up doing on Sunday to the Packers. But, you know, you know going in what this is going to be. It's going to be Justin Jefferson first and foremost, and then figure everything else out, you know, once you get past that for sure. But uh, it's going to be fun. But we'll continue to look back at this game uh, and what the Eagles were able to do throughout the course of the week. Again, 38-35, you get the game tonight, which we'll look back on tomorrow as well. Russell Wilson goes back to Seattle as a Bronco. I think that line was like seven or eight, somewhere in that neighborhood last time. I'm just going to pull it up right now real quick before we get out of here. It's down to six and a half. The mm. betting line is going a little bit, uh, a little Seattle, Derek, for your for your game to keep an eye on. Well, after so, you know, what happened, the in the, with you. yeah, but what, but after what happened uh, yesterday, uh, you know what? I'm not surprised that lives went down. It was so much unpredictability yesterday. It was crazy. Great point. Crazy first day in the NFL. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, great job out of everybody in the chat room. We appreciate you and your comments and your uh, your listening. Everybody listening. Everybody streaming. Thank you very much. I want to thank Xander Kraus for producing the program. Derek Barrett and I are back tomorrow. Don't go anywhere. You got three hours of the football talk continuing with the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. Everybody, have a great Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow, same time. We are Sports Take. Fans on Earth. It's a bold statement. 
But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.